I'm Thomas Schmarco back here with Jim Wister, back on the retro station, back in Alumni Gymnasium. How much better can it get as the Ryder Bronx facing off against the Iona Gales in a heavyweight fight? As I said in the pregame, this is a heavyweight fight as the Bronx locked up in that two seed. Iona locked up in that one seed. The second time we're playing Iona all year, but this time maybe not as much on the line as there was in the first game but nonetheless we were talking about in the pregame this is senior day these seniors and this team as a whole has a lot to play for tonight jim yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that first game against iona tom is actually that was the win that kicked off the bronx eight game win streak that they had earlier in the season now since then it's been a bit of rough sledding three losses in their last five games but they all have been relatively close so it's not as if the bronx have totally forgotten how to play basketball it seems they've just forgotten how to close out games how to get out of the gates hot and really just play their best version of basketball. They've made some self-inflicted mistakes that have really cost them in games. They've come out really slow, some bad shooting nights that they just haven't been able to recover from. But it seems like each and every single game with the Bronx is a tight one. Even that game just the other day against St. Peter's, they ended up winning by 13 on the road. That game was close throughout. And the Bronx were able to pull away late. And you like to see them have that killer instinct as we're getting ready for tournament time. You said it, Jim Ryder beat the Peacocks on Thursday in the Yanitelli Center in Jersey City. 73-260, a win by 13 points. But you said it, Jim, early in that first half, that was kind of a rough start for the Bronx. They had a really hard time getting the feet, their feet under them. And if that happens tonight with Iona, who looks like they're going to play their starters tonight, and this is an amazing starting five for the Gales, it's going to be rough sledding for the Bronx because this is an Iona team. Like I said, they have a lot of impact players, 23-7 and seven in this overall in the season, 16-3 and three in the MAC. Ryder just 13-6 and six in the MAC. This is a hard-hitting Gales team, and we cannot come out tonight. And I have a feeling that both teams are, are going to play their starters tonight. We cannot come out and just be kind of like a three-for-eight from the field type team, just missing a couple three-point shots. Because Iona might run away with this game early on in this game if that happens. Yeah, this is definitely not a team that you want to fall down early to as they have a bunch of talented scorers. Walter Clayton Jr. leading the team with 17 points per game, but Nelly Jr. Joseph, potentially the player of the year in the MAC this year, averaging a double-double, 15 points, almost 11 boards. He is a factor both offensively and defensively and throughout this roster you just see plenty of guys that can play basketball they play it well they play as a team and they have some amazing athletes on this squad so this is not a game that the Bronx come and sleepwalk through the first half and expect to be able to pull one out in the second half they get to come out have their foot on their on the gas full steam ahead all game long and they better be on their a game if they want to hang with Iona tonight yeah Nelly Jr. Joseph is just a different breed in the Mac might like you said Jim might win Mac player of the year this year was first team all Mac last year he is an absolute nightmare for Mac defenses averaging 15.2 points per game this season and Walter Clayton you said it as well 17.1 points per game this season how about Denise Jenkins 14.8 points per game this season too this is an Iowa team with a lot of scores they can score at will and even Shima Osborne their big man who only averages 7.9 points per game this season but is a rebounding machine he is a monster on the boards at seven foot coming from uh, New Mexico Military Institute in high school 
just a senior seven-footer will be an absolute problem for these Ryder big men tonight. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is a lot of times throughout the MAC, Ryder has a definitive size advantage, but that will not be the case tonight as this Iona team is tall and athletic. They have two seven-footers inside the Sunday, the freshman, and Shima Osborne, like you mentioned. And then throughout the roster, you see a bunch of guys who are 6'9", 6'7", 6'7", 6'7". There is a lot of length and size on this team, so Ryder's not going to be able to bully them the way, the way they do to some of the other smaller teams in the MAC. So this is going to come down to skill. The guard play is going to have to be excellent because the big men are going to be battling inside, doing all they can. So we're going to need big games out of Dwight Murray and AP if we're going to win this game tonight. Not to keep harping on Iona and their players, also Quinn Slazinski, the forward for this team. The transfer from Louisville, he's a hard-hitting player too. Yeah, Even though he averaged only 6.2 points per game this season, he is a key player for this Gales team. So just overall, this Gales team is a pretty, just, uh, just an overall very balanced team, and that's why they're projected to be a 12 or 13 seed in March Madness right now, but all those things said, we get a harp on Iona all night long and how good of a team they are. Ryder's beat them twice in a row, Jim. Ryder has beat them two times in a row, going back to Atlantic City last year with Dwight Murray hitting that shot, the most, one of the most legendary shots in this program history. As earlier this season, we said it in the beginning of this broadcast, Ryder beat him 72-67 in on their home floor. So this is a Ryder team that knows how to beat Iona, and they kind of have that formula, you should say, for beating Iona. And if you remember to beat the last game of last regular season, Ryder played a very close game to Iona. This Ryder team knows how to play Iona, Iona very well. Yeah, and it's something that, I mean, it seems like Ryder always plays up or down to the competition level they're facing on any given night. So it wouldn't surprise me if we come out and play some of our best inspired basketball of the season. But, Tom, I just want to mention, it's kind of crazy. We've been talking about Iona for about 15 minutes, and not once have we mentioned the coach in Rick Pitino, one of the most legendary coaches in all of college basketball here in Alumni Gymnasium. I'm sure some fans in the crowd came just to get a glimpse of the coach tonight. So, obviously, the Bronx have their hand full. The players are going to have their hands full. Coach Baggett's got his hands full with a really big coaching matchup with Rick Pitino on the opposing sideline. So this is going to be an interesting game. Hopefully we see the starters play throughout the night. Hopefully everyone gives it their all and we get some really fun, exciting basketball to end the regular season. Oh yeah, if you're any huge college basketball fan or even a regular college basketball fan, you know the name Rick Pitino, two-time NCAA champion, and you heard a champion of March Madness, one with Kentucky, one with Louisville, had a very good stint at Providence in the 80s. He's just been all over the place for Pitino. He knows how to win, and he knows how to win in the MAC too. Has Iona playing at a very high level the past three years. It was in March Madness two years ago when they faced Alabama in the round of 64. Rick Pitino knows how to win games, and he knows how to win big games, and that's kind of the most... Just, I'd say the most feared aspect of Rick Pitino and his teams, they know how to win in the clutch. They know how to win big games. But Ryder, like we just said, they know how to beat Iota too. So this is a really heavyweight fight, even though it might not mean a whole lot to either team. Yeah, standing guys, like we said, doesn't really matter. But you always want to have the momentum going into the tournament. The tournament starts in just a few short days. Our Bronx are potentially going to be playing the winner of the 7-11 game. Right now, last time I checked, as though Fairfield has locked themselves into the 7 seed, regardless of what goes on tonight. The 11 seed is still up for grabs, but 
we may be seeing round three of Ryder Fairfield in the tournament. And if that game's anything like the two that we've seen already this season, it is going to be dramatic. It is going to be exciting. It is going to be fun basketball. But first, we have a great game on our hands tonight. Yeah, we were talking about it, Jim. Just Ryder Fairfield, that potential matchup. While Ryder has beat them twice this season, it kind of scares a lot of Ryder fans because they've, they've seen two matchups with Fairfield this year. And, it, and even though it has gone the favor of the Bronx each time, Alan Powell had to pretty much bail this team out both times. Alan Powell, the deer hunter, beating them. Basically at the buzzer twice. But at the third time, it fears a Ryder, a lot of Ryder fans are scared to face Fairfield because they know that Fairfield's played them twice. But Ryder, the contrary argument is that Ryder's beat them twice. So it's going to be interesting. We might not even face Fairfield in the second round, but it's going to be interesting to see the, where the teams lie and how Ryder gets matched up here in the second round of the MAC tournament. Yeah, it's always fun to look ahead. And like you said, Tom, we did win both of those games, but they were both by the skin of our teeth. AP with dramatics late in both of those games. Had AP not came up clutch, those games could have gone very differently. They would have gone Fairfield's way, and we would not be looking at a two-seed right now. So thanks to AP putting the team on his back in those clutch situations, we are where we are, potentially going to see Fairfield yet again. But like I said, we got to focus on tonight. We can't look forward to the tournament too much as you want to get a win on senior night as the team's over there getting hyped. They look like they're ready to play. We're sure ready to broadcast our final game here in Alumni Gymnasium as well. So this is going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be absolutely fun, Jim, here, like you said, our last time in Alumni gymnasium. I've been doing this for three years. Jim's been doing this for two years. It's been an amazing ride so far in our last time in the Bronx Zoo. But as for the game, Jim, Bronx coming in here in all gray uniforms. Iona coming here in the all yellow. Your starting five for the Ryder Bronx tonight is Dwight Murray, Tariq Ingram, Mervyn James, Alan Powell, and how about Zarion Blue getting the starting nod tonight for the Ryder Bronx. Yes, he's throwing Zarion Blue out there on senior night. Five seniors out on the floor to start the game for the Bronx. Clearly, he's playing up to the emotions of the game. As I think this is Zarion's first start of the season. So like I said, Coach Baggett playing up to the emotion and the passion of senior night, giving these guys a chance to go out there and win their final game in front of their hometown fans. We are almost ready for a tip-off as Iona is out there. Coach Baggett going to talk to his team one last time. And it looks like both teams are playing their starters tonight. So both co head coaches relentless in this game, not wanting to kind of get almost, not saying embarrassed, but not wanting to play down to this, this game and what this game means. So both teams playing their starters here. We are ready for a heavyweight fight here, Jim. Yeah, and if things go the way that everyone thinks they'll go in the MAC tournament, this is a preview of potentially the MAC championship. I don't want to get too ahead of myself right there. Obviously, the games are going to be rough. You got to be locked in. You got to win those tournament games. They're never easy, but these might these are two of the best teams in the MAC, so we are going to have a great game on our hands. As we just tipped off, as Iona won the tip-off, it went out of bounds, so Iona get their first official possession right now. Here is Jenkins right now on the perimeter. Jenkins, mid-range shot immediately, bounces off the iron. Rebound here by Dwight Murray. Murray in transition for the Bronx here, giving this to AP right side. AP gets a screen from Ingram. Ingram back here to James. James, another mid-range shot. No good. Off the left iron. Rebound here by Walter Clayton. Yeah, that was a pretty good look for Mervin right there. Pull up mid-range jumper from about the foul line. Usually he's pretty consistent from right there. Maybe a little bit of nerves early in this game. Can't get that one to fall. Denise Jenkins trying to go inside. Tries to dish it to his teammate there, but lost it. Zarion Blue will get the turnover. Blue trying to go right to the rack here. Mid-range fadeaway. No good. Rebound here by Mervin James. Offensive rebound, but throwing it right to James. 
Jenkins, another wrong turnover. Yeah, it looked like he was trying to get the bounce pass in there to Tariq, but Tariq was not ready for the pass to come his way. Being Jean-Louis trying to get inside, gonna give it to Osborne, the seven footer here. Osborne back here to Jenkins, giving it inside to number 13, Nelly Jr. Joseph, and he's got that to go down for the first points at Alumni Gymnasium tonight. And as we said pregame, Nelly Jr. Joseph is a handful on the offense and defensive end, showing it right there, getting good position on Tariq Ingram and getting an easy one to get the first points of this game on the board. Junior Joseph, 6'9 from Nigeria, as Murray straightaway three point shot, and he got that to go down for Riders first points of the game, 3-2. And as the Ryder fans have seen so many times over the years, Dwight Murray pulling up for three, cashing one out, giving Ryder their first lead of the night. Iota back on possession here. Osborne on the perimeter, giving it to Jenkins. Jenkins shooting a three-point shot, and he's going to bank that in. Iota answers immediately. Yeah, getting it right back with a three of their own right there. Jenkins pulling up off the dribble handoff action out on the perimeter. Ryder gave him a little bit too much room. He was clearly ready to shoot that as soon as he caught it and knocked one down. Mervyn James on the perimeter, giving it inside to Ingram. 18.02 left in this first half. Ingram, layup is good. Ingram tied this game up at five. Yeah, and Tariq Ingram coming off a career-high performance the other night against St. Peter, so clearly the momentum's there. He's really turned a corner. He's become a force offensively for the Bronx over the last month or so of the season. Jenkins getting over midcourt. Going to give this to Clayton. Clayton over midcourt here, back here to Gene Louis. Louis back to Osborne, back to Clayton. Gets the screen here from jo Junior Joseph. Clayton back here to Osborne on the perimeter. Nine the shot clock. Jenkins inside. Junior Joseph lost it. Zerial Blue turnover. Going to give it in transition. AP fadeaway mid-range shot. That's good. Clean shot from AP. 7-5. Wow, and that is a high level of difficulty on that shot. Coming across the lane. Pull up. Step back jumper. In the face of some pretty good defense too. But AP is a professional scorer. Osborne hitting that three-point shot right as they get up the court. The big man showing his stroke there, eight to seven. Yeah, and he, for a seven-footer, has some pretty good range shooting, 39% from deep in conference play this season. He's not a big man that you can just allow to have room out on the perimeter. Iona leads this eight to seven. 16-49 left to go in this first half. James on the perimeter, 12 in the shot clock. James crossover on Osborne, getting this right to the rack and getting it in over the big man. And this is some fun back and forth basketball. Both teams in attack mode early. Gene Louis going to go right to the iron as he gets up to go down immediately coast to coast. Iron retakes the lead 10-9. Yeah, like I said, both teams are just coming out firing. Both teams starting hot. This is what Marsh basketball is all about. Murray over midcourt working on Gene Louis. Going to give it here to James, back to Murray, back to James, back to Murray. Murray, right side, gets a screen. Murray in his crossover. Going to give it to AP. AP hunting a three-point shot. 11 on the shot clock. Blue in the corner, three-point shot. No good. Off the iron. Rebound here by Ingram. Ingram, the big man, getting up. Layup is no good. Rebound Osborne. Yeah, good look inside for Tariq right there. Good to see him hustling and getting some offensive rebounding done early. Gene Louis, the other side, coast to coast, can't get the end one, but will go to the line for two free throws on the foul. Yeah, and Iona is attacking early in transition. The Bronx are going to need to get back, hustle back on defense if they want to prevent Iona from getting in a groove offensively. Gale's up 10-9 here early, 15-54 left to go in this first half, only on 107-7 the Bronx. Retro, WRRC2.
Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we. This is Tote Bakari Point Guard for your Ryder Bronx. Ask Alexa to play 1077 The Bronx Retro to hear every Ryder men's home game and select real games this season exclusively on WRRC2. Act 2 Bronx basketball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. I'm Tommy Schmarco back here with Jim Wister as I own up 10-9 right now. 15-54 left to go in this first half at Alumni Gymnasium. The final game of the regular season here as Gene Louis getting fouled last time out as he'll go to line. Caldy make the first line as he back in line for the second one. Second free throw. Bounces right in. 12-9 game here, Jim. Yeah, and you want to talk about exciting basketball. There's already been six lead changes in the first four minutes of game time. These teams are both out there throwing haymakers at each other right now, and it's going to be a back-and-forth game all night long. No substitution for the Bronx coming out of this timeout. James, right side, trying to get it down low. We'll now give it to AP, top of the key. AP, right side, trying to get some kind of shot. We'll give it to Blue, top of the key. Nine on the shot clock. Blues, they're around Blue, back here to AP. Powell, five on the shot clock. Allen Powell trying to get some space. Three on the shot clock. Allen Powell going to do it himself, going up to the rack as he gets shot blocked out of bounds by Junior Joseph. One on the shot clock left for these Bronx. Yeah, they're going to have to do something with a catch and shoot here right now, but it looked like they had Mervin. He was switched on, I believe that was Jean Louis down in the post. Definitive size mismatch. No one was looking for Mervin though as he was calling for the ball. The Bronx need to trust their big man when he gets positioned down there. you got to get the ball to him. As Murray will inbound from the baseline. 15-24 left in his first. Murray, one second left. Blue, immediate three-point shot. Looks like he got fouled on the three-point shot as they're going to say a shot clock violation. Wow. 
Yeah, and that's quick because usually if there's .3 or more, they allow for the catch and shoot, but the ref called that before Zarion got the shot off. So that's a bit of an iffy call. We've seen a bunch of those go against our Bronx this season, but usually that's been a rallying point for our Bronx, so maybe that will get them going even more than they already are. A lot of contact on that three-point shot. Jenkins three-point shot here the other way. No good. Ingram tried to go for the rebound, but lost it out of bounds. It'll stay with the Gales. Yeah, and even though he lost that out of bounds, he prevented Jean louis from getting an easy one on a putback attempt in the paint right there. Almost corralled it, too. Just couldn't keep his hands on it as it flies out of bounds. Jenkins on the baseline. Going to give you Junior Joseph, Junior Joseph, double team. will kick it out to Osborne. Back here trying to get it to Gene Louis. Going to go out of bounds. Going to say a Bronx touches. Oh, it'll stay with the Gales. Yeah, Dwight Murray with active hands out on the perimeter, jumping the passing lane and preventing Iona from getting a wide open three-point look off of that pass. Jenkins to Walter Clayton. Lee scoring for the Gales team. Mid-range shot here for Clayton. No good as we got a foul down low. Trying to get that rebound. That's on the Gales and go the other way. I think they got Nelly Jr. Joseph for that one. Off-ball foul. One early foul for one of their best players on the team. I would look for the Bronx to attack him. See if they can't get him into early foul trouble. Both teams with one foul in this half. Murray getting the ball over midcourt. Down three here. Murray going to kick it to James. James right side working on Osborne. James kicking it here to AP. Hunting a shot. AP going to go right to the iron. Blocked again by Junior Joseph. As Iota running in transition here now, Gene Louis going to kick it here to Clayton. Clayton dishing it back here to Gene Louis off the glass. And hey, Gene Louis looking beautiful there on that shot. Yeah, and it is going to be difficult for the Bronx to get in the paint all night. Dwight Murray and AP, as talented as they are, they are on the shorter side at, for guards in the MAC. Both of them standing just about six feet. It's going to be hard for them to get good looks at the rim. I think they're going to need to work the perimeter game a bit more. I would up 14 to 9. Murray on the left side, working on Gene Louis. Gets screened from James. Murray looking for someone to dish it to. We'll give it here to Ingram. Ingram, top of the key, eight on the shot clock. Tariq Ingram trying to go to the rack here. Uh, under the rim, Ingram gets his own rebound on the miss. Going to go back up. No good. Rebound, Gene Louis. And there was a lot of contact under there. Surprised we didn't get a call. Jenkins getting his jersey tugged here. We'll now give it to Gene Louis. Back to Clayton. Clayton left side. 20 on the shot clock. Walter Clayton trying to go to the rim here. Shot is off. No good. Rebound, James. Good team rebounding right there. Tariq Ingram deflecting that one right into the weighted hands of Mervyn James. And Coach Baggett wants an early timeout. Yeah, Murray immediately over midcourt and will call a timeout here. Maybe not looking like liking, I should say, what his team's playing like right now. Down five here early, 14-9, 13-34 left. Yeah, and the defense hasn't been terrible. It's just the offense has gone cold since that last media timeout. The Bronx are just continuously trying to work it into the paint, but like I said pregame, this Iona team is tall. They're long. They have some athletes out there. You're not going to get a lot of clean looks at the rim, so I think, like I said, they're going to need to work some perimeter game. Get AP coming off of some off-ball screens, catch and shoot like you know he loves to do. Maybe a little bit of Dwight Murray isolation, some step backs. He's always cold-blooded with those. The Bronx need to work the perimeter game because for the first time all season, the size mismatch is not favoring them. Substitution for the Bronx. AOJ will check in, so will Alan Betran. So Zarion Blue sit in the bench, as well as Tariq Ingram. And bringing in AOJ, he is probably the best athlete on this team, trying to match the athleticism and size that Iona has. Let's see if AOJ brings a spark like he usually does. Speaking of size, Iona will bring in another 7-footer, Silas Sunday, number 33. So it's two 7-footers out there for the Gales at the moment. As now Jenkins picking off that pass, a 2-1-1. -on -one. Jenkins getting to the rim, no good. Nice contest there by Betran. Murray gets the rebound. 
Yeah, they're gonna call. It looks like a ref is down. Yeah, a down ref is on down. The court. I a did. Ref fell down. I didn't even see that. I was wondering what happened there, Jim. Yeah, me too. As that prevented the Bronx from running in transition, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, the ref's okay. He looks like he's pretty shaken up, though. Yeah, that was. I looked over. That ref was immediately face down. Oh, it's an ankle. Yeah. And we got a ref injury right now as the medical staff for the Bronx will help him off. Yikes. That's not every day you see that. No, it looks like he twisted an ankle running back, trying to get back in position to make a call. But Alan Bitran with great hustle off of that steal, getting back, contesting that layup attempt, and not fouling, preventing Iona from getting any points off of that turnover. Bronx catch a lucky break. Unfortunately, they couldn't run out in transition due to the ref getting hurt right there. But... Like I said, great hustle by Alan Batran. Hopefully this gives the, the Bronx a chance to kind of regroup, think things over, and see if they can get something going on the offensive end. And you can see Rick Pitino talking to the refs, definitely talking about that situation right there. As now, oh, the ref, hopefully he's okay. That was, a, that was a nasty ankle turn there. I would have been out for the season there, Jim. Yeah, that, that definitely is a, uh, <laughs> that's a rough injury. Anytime you turn an ankle like that, and he was face down on the court, so he was obviously in some pain. Looks like the refs are ready to get this game back underway. They're going to be going short staff with only two refs out there. So let's see if that has any impact on the game, if there are any missed calls. As the both teams try to get back onto the court here now, two refs talking, I guess kind of game planning, what they're going to do from here, to here on out, which is two refs, you said it, Jim. Yeah, I thought they were about to give them the ready-for-play call, but it looks like they're sending them back to the huddles for a little bit longer. Yeah. Hopefully trying to give that third ref some chance, a chance to ice up and potentially get back out here. But he was walking to the locker room very gingerly, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for the game. As well, we have a moment here. I'm going to do a little shameless plug at halftime. This is the halftime show. We got Around the Mac with Tom and Jim. Our, you should say, our usually our weekly Around the Mac kind of little just plug-ins there see what's going around around the mac even though Ryder has a two seed right now as i guess we'll do a little preview right now what we got jim yes so there was actually a bit of uh early matching going on today with saint peter's beating iona in overtime so i believe that prevents saint peter's from falling down to the seven seed mount saint mary's with another today was just a day of upsets mount saint mary's going to manhattan knocking off the jaspers by five Big and canisius also knocking off niagara so a bunch of the teams that were lower down in the seeding of the MAC with big wins today. Marist and Quinnipiac currently going on right now as well with Quinnipiac holding a slim two-point lead about halfway through the first half there. But with all those surprising wins, I wonder what that's done to the MAC standings at the moment. As at halftime, we'll update you on that Quinnipiac and Marist score as that's in the first half right now. Still a stoppage of play right now. And if you haven't been watching college basketball today, too, we got A&M upset in Alabama. We got Texas ups, upset in Kansas. Just a day of upsets here, Jim, as both teams still sitting in the huddle. Yeah, I mean, that's March basketball for you. College basketball is the most insane, exciting sport in the world. Come March, crazy things happen. You can never turn away from your TV or you might miss an insane moment. But the standings in the MAC are looking pretty crazy right now. As like I said, Fairfield has already clinched that seven seed. So that's a potential matchup for the Bronx. But as of right now, if Marist were to lose that game to Quinnipiac, they will be the 11 seed. They'll play Fairfield for the right to play our Bronx in the second round of the MAC tournament. If Marist is able to pull out the win, it could be St. Peter's falling down to that 11 spot with a chance to go up against Fairfield field for the right to play the Bronx so either way the Bronx are going to 
be possibly potentially playing a Fairfield team that we've played tightly throughout, or a St. Peter's team, or a Marist team who we've beaten pretty handily, but you never know what could happen in March. As we still have a stoppage of play here, both teams still sit in the huddle. As I, I, I guess the refs are just talking about what they're going to do here from now on. Uh, so I guess we'll update you on some of the stats from this game at the moment. Osborne Shima here for the Iowa Gales with three points right now. The big man, Gene Louis, with six points for the Gales. Also, Dean Shekins with three points. And for the Bronx, all with two is Mervyn James, Tariq Ingram, and Al Powell. And with three points on that three-point shot is Dwight Murray. So kind of spread out scoring here for the moment for the Bronx. But nonetheless, the Bronx down five. You're going to need a little more scoring out of, say, maybe some guys like Alan Powell and Dwight Murray. Yeah, and the Bronx came out hot. They started this game four of six from the field, but now they are four of 12. That means they've last, missed their last six shots as the ref coming out of the locker room to a standing ovation from the crowd as they're ready to get back into the action. But the Bronx have gone cold offensively. Nothing is falling for them. They keep trying to work it in the paint. Like I said, this Iona team is too big and too athletic for us to get the looks that we want in the paint. I think they need to work the perimeter, get AP some looks out, out deep from the three-point land and see if he can turn things around for the Bronx. Absolutely, Jim. But I didn't even know we were waiting for that ref to come out of the locker room. I thought he was done for the game. But he's going to come out here very triumphantly as now we have three refs again and we are ready for play. As now Murray getting the ball for the Bronx. Resume play here at Alumni Gymnasium. Murray kicking it to Petrain, left side. Murray back here on top of the key. Trying to go inside. Nice dish here to AOJ as he tries to put a man on a bedroom poster as he's going to go to line for two. And that was great action right there by the Bronx. Dribble penetration, creating looks. Alan Matran getting in the paint, kicking it out to Dwight Murray. Dwight with a little shot fake, getting around his defender, getting in the lane. AOJ cutting back to her along the baseline, rising up, trying to slam it home. Like he said, got fouled, though. He's going to go step to the line. AOJ on the line here, makes the first one. Calmly steps to the line, making the first one. AOJ, who's been maybe not the greatest free throw shooter this season, has greatly improved from last season. Yeah, he's shooting about 70% from the line in conference play, so definitely not the most consistent as he airballs right Ooh. there. But usually he knocks them down when we need the most. Late in the game, I'm not afraid when AOJ steps to the line. I am not either, but that was, that was a rough shot there, Jim. But nonetheless, one for two at the line for AOJ. Gales up four here. Jenkins getting over midcourt. Jenkins kicking this to Shima. Shima, the big man, back here. Two number two for the Iota Gales. That's EB Io. Io back here to Sunday. Sunday back to Io. Io has nowhere to go with it. A little bit of a travel error. No call. Nine on the shot clock. Sunday, top of the key. Kicking it to Clayton. Clayton inside. And Murray going up high, blocking that shot as Iota Gales would take it back here. Jenkins at the buzzer. No good as Jenkins had to get a desperation shot up there, but wow, what a block by Murray. Yeah, he got up for that one. It looked like he was beat on that backdoor cut by, cut by Clayton right there, but somehow, miraculously, with pogo sticks for legs, Dwight Murray getting up and preventing the easy layup. Those are the kind of plays that really shift momentum in games. So shot clock violation for the Gales. Give the Bronx possession. AP moving three-point shot, no good. Bounces off. Offensive board here by the AOJ. 
Ujimuno Johnson trying to get it inside. AOJ gets the layup to go down. Fancy feet from the big man. Fancy feet and great patience by AOJ right there, knowing that he had a guard on him. He waited for the paint to clear out just a little bit before he attacked, going with a little spin move in the lane to get around the smaller defender. Great work by AOJ. Bronx only down by two. 11.55 left to go in this first half. Clayton trying to get inside. 50-footer by Clayton. No good. Murray tracks down the rebound. Excuse me, James. James giving it to Murray now. Murray leading the charge over midcourt. Murray it goes into a step back. Gets a screen here by James. Murray right side, 20 on the shot clock. Floating here by Murray. No good. Rebound Sunday. Yeah, that one looked like he was trying to emphasize the contact on that drive. Floating that one up to the rim. Hoping for the ref to blow his whistle, but no whistle came for Dwight on that one. Ayo giving this here to Clayton. Clayton left side. Walter Clayton in trouble. He'll give it here to Shima. Shima back here to Clayton. Back to Ayo. Losing it out of bounds. Shaken. Giving it, giving it back, Jenkins giving it to Clayton. Three-point shot by Clayton, no good. Rattles out, rebound here, AOJ. And that was a tight walk rope, uh, tight rope walk along the, along the sidelines by Jenkins, somehow saving that and then turning it into a good look. Luckily, that one bounced around and came back out. Ryder only down two with a chance to tie on this possession. Powell to James, James trying to go inside, kicking it to AOJ. AOJ had an open shot, will now get a floater up, no good. Rebound Sunday for Iona. Yeah, AOJ thought better than to try to shoot that mid-range jumper. Not really his game. Got a decent look in the paint right there. Just couldn't get it to drop. Jenkins with the ball. Double team. Can't get it to Shima. Shima back here to Clayton. Clayton wants a three-point shot. We'll shoot a three-point shot. And we'll get the three-point shot. And he double-clutched that one right there. His AP came with a hard closeout right there. Clayton hit him with one shot fake. Slowed down for just a split second. Pulled up anyway right in the face of the defender and knocked that one down. Gales by 5, 17, 12, 10, 18 left to go in this first half. AP on the left. will kick it here to Betran inside. Betran pump fake as again. Shot blocked. A third block here by Owen in this game as Owen has possession now. Alley-oop here to Shima. Couldn't finish it as AOJ will get the rebound. Yeah, rare to see a seven-footer miss one point blank at the rim like that. It looked like the pass was just a little bit off the mark. Shima grabbed it anyway, just couldn't get it to fall. James, three-point shot in the corner. That's good! And that is a big one off of the miss opportunity from Iona, missing the oop. Mervin James knocking down the corner three. Seems like whenever he knocks down a three, it is from that corner down on the opposite end of the court. He feels comfortable over there. Sharp shooter, Mervin James making this a two-point game. Walter Clayton, reverse slam, no good. Seal Sunday gets the offensive board and puts it back in with ease, 19-15. Yeah, and Sunday was just in the right place at the right time as he was just casually walking to the rim. The ball ended up right in his hands, being seven foot. Put it right up, too easy inside for Iona. Ryder back here with possession. Betran back here to AP. Long three-point shot by AP. No good. As Mervin tracks down the rebound. Going to throw it out of bounds. I was looking for Murray. It'll stay with the Bronx, though. Yeah, and AP actually airballed on that three, which is a rare sight from him. But Mervin always hustling, always grinding, chases that one down and saves it. Gets deflected out of bounds off Iona. Bronx maintain possession. Gales by four right now at Alumni Gymnasium. 19 to 15, but the Bronx are fighting. 9-12 left to go in this first half. Only on 107.7 the Bronx Retro, WRRC2.
1077 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten in part by Thai Chalk Chalk, the official Asian food truck of 1077 The Bronx. Want a taste of Asian and Thai cuisine? Look no further than the Thai Chalk Chalk Food Truck, a mobile caterer service offering authentic Thai food and Southern-style Thai beverages. Using only the freshest produce, the Thai Chalk Chalk menu features the best Asian cuisine found on four wheels. From veggie steamed rice with chicken to traditional pad thai. For a complete food truck schedule online, try their website at Thai Chalk Chalk Food Truck Com or follow them on Facebook to try their drunken dog and chili loaded fries they roll into town. Get a taste of Thai Chalk Chalk fan favorites such as their super hot and spicy drunken noodles, cool and refreshing hibiscus tea, and Wan Yen for dessert. Order online to enjoy Thai Chalk Chalk at home or to have your next event catered by their delicious food truck so everyone can experience Thai Chalk Chalk's authentic dishes. For mobile Thai food at its best, the first choice is always the right choice. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underrated in part by Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club. Audrey Hepburn once said, laughing is and will always be the best form of therapy. <laughs> and that's exactly what Catch a Rising Star does, provide therapy through comedy and deep belly laughs. The original world-famous comedy club, Catch has been synonymous with the best names in comedy for more than a quarter century. Their performers have appeared on HBO, BET, Showtime, Comedy Central, and more. Whether you're looking for a date night, girls' night out, or solar laughs, Catch a Rising Star is guaranteed to meet your comedy needs. Looking to host your next celebration or event and in need of group tickets? Catch a Rising Star has that covered too. For tickets and more information online, it's catcharisingstar.com. You will laugh so hard, it'll hurt. Sean Morin has absolutely no filter and will say whatever is on your mind. But too afraid to say this weekend at Catch a Rising Star in the Hyatt Regency Princeton. For tickets to see Sean Morton this Friday, March 3rd at 8 p.m. and Saturday, March 4th at 7.30 p.m. It's hey, CatchArisingStar.com. My Bronx family and my own family. Listen to me hit threes online on 1077, the Bronx Retro, WRRC2. You can tune in to Ryder Basketball along with my family at 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back to Bronx Basketball here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco. Back here with Jim Wister and on cue, a nice backdoor cut. Murray to Betran throwing it down, bringing the hammer down. Ryder down here now to the Iona Gales. 19-17, 8.47 left to go in this first half. As now Iona splashing a three there as I say that. Antoine Brookshire making this now 22-17. Yeah, and it seems like Iona has an, ev- has an answer each and every time the Bronx do anything to gain momentum and get this crowd into the game. Iona comes right down the floor and silences them. They are a veteran team. They've played in a lot of big games. The moment does not scare them. Betran three-point shot. That's good. Ali Betran Huge three-point shot there. Looked like Steph Curry on that long-range two-point game. Yeah, that one was off the dribble, off a little between-the-legs move right there by Alan Betran, pulling up in the face of a defender. Big-time shot from Betran. He's out here balling right now. Substitution by the Bronx. Bladen will come in. So will Nehemiah Benson and Corey McKeithen. Uh, still out there is Alan Betran and Dwight Murray. Iona out with the basketball now. Seven on the shot clock. Gene Louise straight away, three-point shot. No good. Bounces up. Fight for the rebound. Murray will track it down. Murray in transition for the Bronx into his step back on the left side. Three-point shot by Murray. Can't cash it in. Rebound Gene Louis. And that one was about 75% of the way down before rolling back out. That's a good look from Dwight Murray. You like him pulling up with confidence. As Gene Louis trying to go inside. They'll call him on a charge there as 
Good job by Nehemiah Benson hitting the deck there, getting the foul. Yeah, moving his feet, staying in front of the driver right there. Gene Louis hit him with a bit of a stiff arm. That was football-esque right there. That's going to get called each and every single time. As we had another timeout here, Iona up by two, 22 to 20, 736 left to go in this first half in Alumni, alumni Gymnasium, only on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. As we'll keep you here for the moment here as the Bronx down two to Iona Gales 22 to 20, 736 left to go in this first half. As good job by Nehemiah Benson last time out. Getting that charge call as Ryder really fighting with his Iona Gales team right now. Murray almost knocked down that three-point shot. Would have gave the Bronx the lead here with 736 left, but missing that shot. But nonetheless, both teams going punch for punch route, punch right now. There is no lack of effort in this game right now, Jim. Yeah, these teams are putting it all out there on the floor right now. They are trading blow for blow. Each team coming up with big plays to respond to the other. This is what March basketball is all about, and you don't expect anything less from the two best teams in the MAC conference this season. As Ryder still down two here in this timeout, 22 to 27, 36 left to go in this first half. Iona, that's their third foul of this first half. Ryder with one at the moment, as right now, Mervyn James leading all scorers with five, but also Alan Batran. How about Alan Batran right here with that big three-point shot? Five points in this game. That out, that dunk and that three-point shot will give him five on the game. Zarion Blue still with zero, and Alan Powell with two. Usually has a kind of a, I should say, kind of hobbling here in this in this first half. He's done that a lot this season. Alan Powell, not the best first-half type of player, but in the second half really starts to turn it on. But right now, I feel like we need Alan Powell. These Iona guys are hitting their shots right now. And I, Alan Powell would be great to see Powell just go toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe with them at the moment. Yeah, and AP is one of those guys that's more of a volume shooter. Shooter Reminds me almost of like a J.R. Smith, whereas like the shots aren't always falling, but he's never going to pass up a good look. And he, when he shoots them, he thinks they're going in each and every single time. He loves that mid-range game. Maybe if they could get him coming off the screen, curl the screen right there, one dribble inside the three-point line, knock down a midi, maybe that might get him going offensively because he just needs to see the ball go in once, and the next thing you know, he might score 10 straight. As we resume play here, out of the timeout, as AP will come back into the game, will inbound it from the baseline. Mervyn James also coming back into the game right now. Corey McKeithen will come in for Dwight Murray. No Dwight Murray on the court at the moment. Mervyn James, top of the key. James trying to get it inside. Mervyn James fighting Shima here. We'll get the fadeaway layup. Good job there by Mervin. Yeah, way to finish over the much taller defenders. We said Shima is a seven-footer out there. He is a big guy. Mervin James banging inside, driving into the body of the defender, and then with a little fadeaway hook shot to get it over the much larger defender. Tied at 22 here as good job by Al Matrain. Very physical on that block there. No foul though. Walter Clayton getting that his shot blocked as the other way. Alan Powell gets his shot swatted out of bounds as it will stay with the Bronx on this side. Yeah, and Clayton got a little bit of revenge on that one as he thought he got fouled by Betran, but Alan Betran got all ball. Alan Betran is having, so far, probably the most impactful game of the season that we've seen from him. He was someone that transferred in. They had big plans for him. Probably hasn't quite lived up to the hype, but he is balling right now in one of the biggest games of the season. Bronx will keep the ball. Corey McKeithen kicking it here to Alan Betran in the corner. Three-point shot by Betran. That's good. 
Alan Betrand now with eight points. He's making an impact all right. Yeah, Alan Betrand is on a heater right now, knocking down yet another three. That one was contested too. He caught that one in the corner. Zero hesitation. He just wanted to put that shot up, cash it out, nothing but net. Bronx got the lead back here, 25-22, 6.35 left to go in this first half. We have a foul on the ball here. Looks like Walter Clayton was trying to get the ball as fouled by a Bronx. And it seems like ever since that ref injury, the Bronx have gained control of this game as it looked like for a little bit, Iona might run away with it just a little bit, build themselves up to a five-point lead, but the Bronx have battled back and defense has been the main, been the name of the game for them right there. Another steal. Yeah, Junior Joseph inside, get it ripped away by McKeith and the other way in transition, Bronx played it inside, get it over, Junior Joseph. Wow, Corey McKeithen with a beautiful pass, whipping that one, a fastball inside to Tyrell Bladen, who was running the floor, had position on the defender inside. Bronx up five now, and this crowd is electric. Yeah, Rick Petito's got to call a timeout for the Gales, and the crowd will let him hear it here. Ryder up 27 to 22, 617 left to go in this first half. Good job by Tyrell Blaine. Get it over, maybe the best player in the Mac, Nelly Jr. Joseph, just effortlessly on offense as Jr. Joseph's Junior Joseph had nothing on defense on that possession. Yeah, and what a play right there. What a play sequence by Corey McKeithen as he helped out on the big man inside. Got a steal, goes down the court, and a bit of a no-look pass, just overhand whipping that one into the bank to an open Tyrell Bladen. Great sequence right there by Corey McKeithen. When he's out there without Dwight Murray, he has the keys to the offense, and he's showing that he can drive this offense to great heights, and he's doing it right now for the Bronx. We will resume play here. Bronx up 5, 6, 7, left in this first half as it'll be Iona possession at the moment. Shima will inbound from the baseline. Giving this to Walter Clayton. Clayton getting over midcourt. AP will meet him at midcourt. Clayton getting a screen here by Junior Joseph. Three-point shot by Clayton. No good. Rebound here by Shima. Gonna give it here. Three-point shot by Iona again. No good. Junior Joseph trying to go back up on the offensive board. As we're gonna say, Bronx will foul down low on the court. Yeah, and Tyrell Bladen and Nelly Jr. Joseph were battling inside. Junior Joseph, though, got position on Tyrell. Tyrell had no choice but to foul right there. Otherwise, Nelly Jr. Joseph would have had an easy putback attempt. Corey McKeithen and Tyrell Bladen will check out. Murray and Ingram will check back in. Jenkins will inbound from the baseline. 6.02 left in the first half. Jenkins looking for someone to inbound it to. We'll give it here to Shima. Shima, the big man on the perimeter, right side. Going to give it down low to Junior Joseph. We got another foul down low. That's on Ryder again, their third. And I think they got Tariq that time once again battling with Nelly Jr. Joseph. Like I said, he is a handful. He is a physical player. The Bronx big men are battling in there, just doing it a little too physically. Check that. Ryder's fourth foul on this half. Iota has three. Clayton will give it to Jenkins in the corner. Back here to Clayton. Clayton pump fake. will go inside now. Clayton dishing it back out to Junior Joseph. Spin move for Junior Joseph on Ingram and getting the end one. Junior Joseph, too physical on that drive. Yeah, and that spin move in the paint was clean as he cleared out plenty of space to get that shot up. Tariq desperately trying to regain position right there. Reaches out and fouls him, giving him a chance at a three-point play. As AOJ will check into the game now, Ingram will check out. He's got two fouls. Yeah, and that's clearly an offense-defense move right there. As Tariq is the much more skilled offensive player, but right now, Coach Baggett wants AOJ out there to prevent points from going on the board on the defensive ends. Junior Joseph couldn't get the and one free throw, but Mervyn James getting the rebound as 
Gonna go fall out of bounds, but it'll stay with the Bronx. Mervyn James inbounding on the baseline. We'll give it to Murray now. Murray over midcourt. Murray still with three points in this game. Backing down Louis. We'll give it back here to AOJ. Back to Murray. Kicking it here to AP. Moving three-point shot for AP. No good. Rebound AOJ. Put it back up. Is AOJ no good? Rebound Shima. Oh, and those are the looks we want to see for AP coming. Catching fire off the screen. Just couldn't get that one to fall. Clayton, mid-range floater there, getting it to go down. Beautiful shot by Clayton. One-point game here at Alumni Gymnasium. Yeah, that one was pretty as he hits Dwight Murray with a pass fake, got him out of his way, and just went with a nice little floater in the lane. Great touch on that shot. Murray kicking it to James, left side back to AP. Powell trying to drive inside. We'll kick it back out to James. Open on the perimeter, three-point shot, no good. Blue going up for the rebound, but a foul down low on Iona. Good job by Blue getting up there for the rebound. Yeah, he skied high to get that one right there. Believe they got Clayton with the foul on that one. Azarian Blue with a great effort and hustle play. Good look from Mervin too, but that's not his spot in the corner. He seems to not really have an ability to hit threes unless he's standing down there in that corner, but when you're wide open, you gotta let it fly. Azarian Blue on the line here. First free throw is good. Getting the first points of the, of the game for him tonight. Good to see on senior night getting his name in the scoreboard, giving the Bronx a two-point, potentially three-point lead if he knocks this one down. Rider up by 228-26. As he'll miss the second one, Blue going one for two at the line, under five minutes left in his first half. Jenkins getting over midcourt, working on Powell. Jenkins getting the screen here from Junior Joseph. Jenkins spot up three-point shot, no good. Fight for the rebound as AOJ will come up with it, but it's going to go out of bounds. It'll stay with the Gales. And the Bronx are having a hard time getting rebounds right now. All the size and athleticism that Iona has is paying dividends for them right now as the Bronx can't seem to close out anything with a rebound. Jenkins, no one was looking on the inbound pass. Murray gets it. Murray, that low get it to Blue, throwing it down. Wow. Nice pass there behind the back. Wow, what a big mental mistake right there by Iona. You don't usually see that from teams as good as them, but our Bronx will take that as Dwight Murray out in transition, leaving it for the trailing Zarion Blue. Beautiful team basketball. Jenkins down low, get it to your Joseph, mid-range shot, no good. As fight for the rebound, Jenkins gets it. Down low, Jenkins looking to pass it back out. Jenkins going to give it to Shima, the big man, back here to Gene Louis. Junior Joseph inside. It will be fouled by AOJ as AOJ pleading his case right now. Yeah, and AOJ was just a second late right there. He almost was able to get his hands on that and deflect that, but he went through the body of Nelly Jr. Joseph to get there. Unfortunately, the ref did make the right call on that one. The crowd doesn't like it, but that was definitely the right call. Ryder's sixth foul of this half. Jenkins going to give it here to Clayton. Clayton right side, guarded by Powell. Junior Joseph trying to go inside on blue. Junior Joseph shot no good, gets his own rebound, kicks it back out here. Jenkins, right side perimeter, three-point shot from Jenkins. That's good. Nothing but net from Jenkins. We got a one-point game. And third time's the charm right there for Iona, securing two offensive rebounds, giving themselves a third chance to get the ball to go through the hoop, and that time they do, banging a big three to cut this lead down to one. As this game started getting a little chippy, Jenkins and Blue as talking to each other going down the court here. Blue now with the ball. 14 on the shot clock. Blue gets a screen from James. James kicking it to Powell in the corner. Powell right side. Eight on the shot clock. Powell hunting a shot right now. Six on the shot clock. Giving it to AOJ. Losing the ball. AOJ's got to go on the floor to get it. As he gets it to AP. 
Last second desperation from AP, no good. Shot clock violation for the Bronx. Yeah, and like you said, Tom, this day game is definitely getting chippy. This rivalry is in full force right now. No love lost between these teams. Both of them clearly want to end their season on a high note. We got a one-point game, 30-29 to 29 here at Alumni Gymnasium. 324 left to go in this first half. Only on 1077 the Bronx Retro WRRC2. Programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza, 8919 New Falls Road, Fairless Hills, PA. Yo, Frankie, pizza review time. We're in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, here at DiLorenzo's The Berg. From what I hear, they specialize in a perfect pizza pie recipe passed down through three generations called the Trend Tomato Pie, which is cooked to a perfect golden brown crisp and sweet tomato sauce like you would never believe. I can already see the crispy crust. All right, one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Oh my lord, Frankie. These Berg folks don't mess around. This is at least a 9.5. DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza has all the pizza and other delicious menu options you can ask for, including classic pizzeria-style sandwiches, pastas, and salads. You can learn more about Delo's menu and their order online options with just one click at DeLo'sTheBerg.com. Remember, DiLorenzo's The Berg is located across the Delaware on 8919 New Falls Road, Fairless Hills, PA. Frankie, you getting this? I'm about to eat this whole pie by myself. Sports Report and other programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by B2 Bistro and Bar, where fresh local meets casual cool. And when they say fresh local that meets casual cool, they aren't kidding. Step inside any of B2 Bistro's six locations to experience a five-star seasonal menu featuring a raw bar, shareables, handhelds, and large plates that are simply to die for. B2 Bistro is well-known from Bay Builder, North Brunswick, Red Bank to Point Pleasant Beach, and Tom's River to West Ready, PA for their wood-fired pizzas, award-winning burgers, fresh sushi, oysters, clams, plus craft beers and cocktails. Everything on B2 Bistro's menu hits the spot because it's the perfect spot for date nights, family night out, celebrations, events, and more. Outdoor seating is also available. See what really happens when fresh local meets casual cool at B2 Bistro and Bar. Now with six locations, including Bayville. To learn more about B2 Bistro and to view their menus online, it's Hi, B2 Bistro.com. point guard for the Ryder Bronx. Before I post up, I open my 1077 The Bronx Retro app and Google Play to listen to every Ryder man's home game and select the road games on WRRC2. Road basketball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco back here with Jim Wister as Ryder leads Iona in a one-point game, 30-29, to 324 left to go in this first half in a battle of the one seed and two seed in the MAC. even though either team cannot go up or down right now. Still high-level basketball here, Jim. Yes, this has been exciting back-and-forth physical basketball. You can tell how much this game means to the teams, even though, like you said, Tom, standings are already set in place, but neither team was to go out with a loss to end the season. Iona coming in here winning nine straight, trying to get their win streak to double digits. Clearly, they're going to give it their all to get there, but the Bronx are fighting hard, currently up one at home. About three minutes left to go here in this first half. Riders got to close out this first half strong. Iona with possession here out of the timeout. Clayton giving it to Shima, top of the key, 19 in the shot clock. Shima back here to Jenkins. Jenkins, Murray right on him. Back here to Shima, back to Jenkins. Murray on the defensive side. Shima trying to go inside has lost the ball, will go out of bounds, it'll stay with the Gales. And you can see the Gales are just doing everything in their power to try to work it down low to Nelly Jr. Joseph, but AOJ doing a great job of preventing that. Jenkins, will inbound from the baseline, giving it to Clayton here. Clayton, 
Eight on the shot clock. Clayton trying to go inside. Floater by Clayton. No good. Rebound AP. And that's a big rebound as the Bronx hadn't been able to close out any defensive possessions as of late with a rebound. That is a big rebound by AP coming down and rebounding as a guard. AOJ back here to James. James trying to go inside to the rack. James fighting against Shima here. We'll kick it back out to Murray. 14 on the shot clock. Murray gets a screen from James. Murray left side. Trying to do it all himself right now. Eight on the shot clock. Murray working against Junior Joseph. Trying to give it to AOJ in the court. It'll be batted away by Shima. It'll stay with the Bronx, though. And I think that's a lucky break for the Bronx, as you don't want AOJ with the ball with five seconds left on the shot clock in the corner right there. Dwight Murray had the mismatch against Nelly Jr. Joseph, decided not to attack it, but the Bronx get another chance right here, get to run an out-of-bounds set, see if they can't get a good look with four seconds remaining on the shot clock. AP on the sideline, left side, four in the shot clock. Giving it to Murray here. Murray, left side. Desperation three in the corner, blocked here by Jenkins. Out of bounds, it'll be a shot clock violation. Yeah, there was nothing there on that possession right there. The Bronx need to get some more movement, more movement off the ball. They tried to set a double screen action with both Mervin and AOJ setting screens for Dwight up top, but Iona is hedging those hard, making Dwight Murray slow it down. The bigs need to roll, need to give Dwight a target to hit inside the paint. Shima here, getting to Jean Louis. Jean Louis back to Shima. Shima left side, back. Here to Gene Louis, three-point shot by Gene Louis. Got it to go down. Gales up on top of the Bronx, 32 to 30 now. Yeah, and that handoff action right there, creating enough space as AP tried to go underneath the handoff screen right there, giving Gene Louis way too much room to pull up. Pow. Working against Gene Louis. 17 the shot clock, 154 on the game clock. Betran, top of the key, trying to get inside. Mid-range fadeaway by Betran. That's good. Beautiful shot by Betran, tied this game up. And that was over the outstretched arms of Shima right there. The seven-footer, big-time step back by Alan Betran. He is carrying the offense right now for the Bronx. Clayton dishing it to Jenkins, back to Clayton. Powell on the defensive side. Junior Joseph backing down AOJ. Junior Joseph, 13 on 13. Layup is no good. Nice defense by AOJ. Rebound James kicking it to Murray. Yeah, and that was a physical battle between those two right there. Junior Joseph not used to not being able to overpower the defender, but AOJ is a big, strong man, and he was having none of that. AOJ on the left side, 16 the shot clock. We'll give it here to Betran. Betran left side, kicking it to Murray. Murray wanting a three-point shot. 10 on the shot clock. We'll back out. We'll give it to James. 15-footer by James is no good. Rebound Shima. That's one that Mervin's got to attack. He just faced up and pulled up for the mid-range jumper. He had Walter Clayton on him. That's a big mismatch. Mervin's got to work that down low and attack the rim. Junior Joseph spin move as they're going to call that a travel. Get it inside. Got the bucket, but a travel there by Junior Joseph. Yeah, it was a pretty move, but he definitely hit three steps off that spin move before ever putting the ball on the deck. So that's a good call by the refs. And it seems like they got assistance from the crowd as the crowd was incredulous that they thought for a second that they were going to allow the points to go on the board. AOJ will check out. Tyrell Bladen will check in. Murray getting over midcourt now. 47 seconds left in the half. Murray working around Gene Louis. 17 in the shot clock. Murray kicking it to AP. Right side. Alan Powell gets screened from Bladen. Between the legs. AP dishing it here. The Betrayan left corner. Three-point shot. No good. Rebound Clayton. Oh, and that was a good look. Alan Matran was wide open for that corner three. Just put a little too much on it. Didn't even draw iron on that one. And it looks like Iona's going to be content dribbling this one out, getting one last look, trying to take the lead before we go into the locker room. Yeah, about a one-second difference between shot clock and game clock. 15 on the game clock, 13 on the shot clock. Clayton slowing it down. Nine on the clock. Clayton, six left. Five seconds left. Till Sunday inside, getting over Betray. Betray's got to move. 
Kicking it inside here to Powell as the clock will go down as the Bronx don't like how that first half ended there. You can see Mervyn James disgruntled going to the locker room there as Iota get a quick bucket to go up 34-32 into the locker room. Yeah, definitely a little disappointing losing the lead and allowing Iona to take the lead going into the half right there. But the Bronx have to be pretty happy with the way they played in that first half. They were right there neck and neck with Iona. It's anyone's game going into the second half. Few things they can tweak offensively and defensively to see if they can come out and play just a bit better in the second half tonight. Gales up two in the locker room, 34-32 here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. 1077 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten by Yoka's Food Truck and Catering Services for festivals, community events, and fundraisers in New Jersey. Yoka's is not your average food truck. Occupying a big yellow family-owned trailer, Yoka's is sure to be a fan favorite for your family and friends. With high-quality food and unmatched service, Yoka's has a giant menu to satisfy your gang's colossal cravings with breakfast, lunch, and dinner on demand. Fear not picky eaters, everyone will find something they love at this world-class food trailer. Yoka's catering packages can feed an entire block party with mains, sides, drinks, and desserts, all perfected by their friendly and capable chefs. Whether your event is big or small, Yoka's has you covered with their famous eggplant parmesan, juicy burgers, fries, pork or leg and cheese sandwiches, and more. No stress or sweat involved with Yoka's at the party. They put out the fires while you put out all the stops. If you're looking for a service to cook up a storm at your next event, look no further than Yoka's food truck and catering. See their menu online at yokas.com. That's yokas.com. programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 County Road, 518 Skillman. Happy birthday! Woo! Look at the gifty. Oh my goodness, a kitten! Let's name him Mini Kitty! Jack, how do I tell Mom I failed my math test? Look at us, Bean. We just moved to a brand new big city. <laughs> Honey, Brandon broke up with me. Mini Kitty? Jack? Bean? Honey? Are you, are you okay? okay? Our pets are there for us when we most need them. So why not thank their unconditional love with unconditional care? At Progressive Veterinary Care, Dr. T's incomparable, compassionate, and dedicated team of veterinary caregivers are there to help your pet live a healthy life. Their progressive approach to veterinary medicine and curbside protocol provides your pet high-quality medicine and service and their pet parents peace of mind. For more information about Progressive Veterinary Care's commitment to pet medicine and your pet online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Listen to the Ryder Bronx basketball on your iOS device. This is Dwight Murray, your point guard. Go to the Apple Store to search and download WRRC2 to hear all of our home games and select road games on 107.7 The Bronx Retro. The Halftime Show, only on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Tom Schmark. Go back here with Jim Wister as Iota up on the Bronx in Alumni Gymnasium in the locker room, 34-232 right now. Iona getting a quick bucket before the half ends there. Seal of Sunday going inside. A lot of the Bronx not like that right before the half end. And Seal of Sunday getting over Batran, giving Iona the two-point lead right now. But the big men for the Gales kind of dominating the game right now. Junior Joseph, a very good player for the Gales. Like we said, maybe MAC player of the year this year in the MAC as he's 
he's got, uh, he's killing the Bronx inside at the moment. Junior Joseph with four, Ashima with three right now. This, the big men, maybe they're not getting the most points in the game right now, the Gales big men, but they're having a huge impact on the game. They're definitely having a huge impact on the game as they've secured seven offensive rebounds there in that first half. The Bronx themselves secured eight, so the second chance points are pretty even. I mean, this game's been pretty even throughout. Both teams are just going out there, giving it their all. Both teams shooting pretty solidly from the field. Iona's got the slight advantage in shooting percentage, shooting 13 of 32 for 40.6% from the field, whereas our Bronx are 13 of 34 for 38%. The difference is Iona knocked down two more threes and us shooting six of 12 from deep, whereas the Bronx are only four for 10, but even still, four three-pointers in the first half for the Bronx is pretty good because like we said last game out, they're only averaging five a game. So hitting four in the first half is a good sign of things to come. Hopefully the Bronx can just tighten up a little bit. We've seen AP kind of struggle here in the first half, but that's nothing new. Like I said, he just needs to see one go down and the next thing you know, AP could drop 10 on your head in a flash. Yeah, the guards for these Bronx right now kind of struggling in the first half at Alumni Gymnasium. Dwight Murray, of course, the league scorer for this Bronx team as he is every single year in almost every single game. Has three points right now, but also three assists and three rebounds. He's kind of struggling from the field. One for four from the field. One for three from the perimeter. That's his only make in this game so far, that three-point shot in the beginning of the game. He's kind of having a hard time shooting right now. Alan Powell, two points right now. One for seven from the field from Alan Powell. Once again, two points in the game. But Alan Madrid, ten points, kind of the catalyst for this Ryder Bronx team in this game. They would be down a lot more without Al Matran. He's been on point so far. Four for six from the field. Two for three from the three-point line. But the fact that Murray has three points, Alan Powell has two points in this game, combined five points for both for both players, just a testament to the fact of how good Ryder's playing in this game at the moment. Yeah, they're playing really good team basketball. And like you said, Alan Betrand is stepping up in a big way. Sometimes in these games against the really good teams, they know what we like to do. So they're doing everything they can to make it tough on Alan Powell and Dwight Murray to get the looks that they want. So sometimes you need the other guys to step up. And Alan Betrand is doing so in a big way. Like you said, leading the team at the half with 10 points, shooting four or six from the field, including knocking down two really big threes. So Alan Matran has put the team on his back for the time being. I don't know if that'll continue to be the story in the second half as you're going to expect AP and Dwight to step up just a little bit. But if need be, Alan Matran might need to continue his hot shooting. And how about Marvin James here with seven points in this game? One for two from a three-point shot, three for six from the field. He's really the only big man for Ryder that's kind of having a huge impact in this game at the moment. I mean, Ingram had a career-high 20 points in Jersey City on Thursday. He only has two points in this game at the half, as well as Ojemudo Johnson, AOT with only three points right now, one for three from the field. These big men for Ryder are kind of struggling points-wise, offensively-wise at the moment. Uh, contrast to Iota's big men, who are having a very big game at the moment. But Ryder's big men kind of struggling right now, but Mervyn James putting up points as usual in this game. Seven points, five rebounds, and two assists. He's having himself a game in the first half. Yeah, and like you said, Tom, our bigs are kind of struggling right there. AOJ is usually not known for providing much offense. He'll get the occasional flashy dunk here and there, which he did earlier in the first half. Went up to go posterize someone and stepped to the line, knocked down a free throw for the Bronx. But Tariq Ingram, like you said, coming off a career high 20 points the other night against St. Peter's on the road, only played just under seven minutes in that first half, went one of four from the field. When he's not making things happen on the offensive end, 
Coach Baggett is going to leave him on the bench because defensively, he is not the player that AOJ is. And we need defense against these bigs for Iona. And the big men need to step up and continue to play big defense. So if Tariq Ingram is unable to prevent guys from getting in the paint and getting the looks they want, like we said, Nelly Jr. Joseph is a problem. If you're not out there contesting his shots and making him work for it, you're not going to see the court for a lot of time. I'm expecting to see a lot of AOJ here in the second half as we see AP coming out here early out of the break just to get some shots up. It looks like he just needs to get a confidence booster right now. As once again, Iona up to 34-32 here in Alumni Gymnasium. You said Alan Powell uh, just kind of coming out to the court 20 seconds for anyone as he's one for seven from the field right now. Alan Powell trying to get into the rhythm here. We'll see if he does in the second half. Like I said, Iona up to in the locker room here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by Pure Green in the Mercer Mall, Lawrenceville. Are you in the mood for refreshing drinks that are not only delicious but healthy as well? Or what about an acai, pitaya, or oatmeal bowls if you're hungry? Then Pure Green should be your next stop for made-to-order smoothies and bowls, cold-pressed juice, and more. Pure Green uses performance-enhancing superfood-based ingredients sourced from all over the globe that not only taste amazing but are super healthy and loaded with essential vitamins. Relax in their comfy seating area or order to go online by simply clicking clicking their order now button on their website, puregreennj.com. That's puregreennj.com. Or deliver from DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub right to campus. Pure Green also offers catering options perfect for your next on-campus event or meeting. So the next time that you're looking to quench your thirst with food and drinks, that not only your taste buds, but your body will love too. Enjoy Pure Green, Princeton, located in the Mercer Mall, Lawrenceville, or enjoy their new location the in Newtown, The Bronx Lunchbox on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Osteria Procaccini in Pennington and Crosswicks. With pizza you can't beat, and all your favorite classics perfected in their recipes. Osteria Procaccini will remind you why they are one of the most popular hotspots in Pennington and Crosswicks. Learn from the locals and try a slice of their infamous Nona Cecina pizza. Order a side of garlic knots to complement your meal and enjoy the dish that everyone is raving about. Visit Osteria for a taste of authentic Italian terracotta oven-cooked pizza with their house specialty thin charred crust and vegan dough. They have appetizers aplenty, red pizza, white pizza, soup, salads, Italian sandwiches, pasta, artisan raviolis, and more. Try their fire-roasted entrees or plates. And don't forget to order a little something sweet from Osteria's delicious dessert menu. Let Osteria Procaccini prove to your taste buds why they're the best pizza in Central Jersey. Drop into their restaurant, grab and go with curbside pickup, or place an order for delivery by phone or online at getforky.com. Osteria Procaccini makes dinner a feast with terracotta oven pizza you can time beat. capsule and other programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by the Tanning Zone in Ewing, Hamilton Town. You never have to say goodbye to the summer bronze you worked so hard to achieve at the Tanning Zone. In just a few visits, you can maintain your summer color all year round. The Tanning Zone has professionally trained experts in the latest products and services who are ready to help you achieve your tanning goals at a reasonable price college students will love. Have a wedding or other event coming up? Get the perfect tan utilizing their sunless booth, UV-free airbrush, or a wide variety of sunbeds. Whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, you don't have to fly to the Caribbean or lie on a beach all day to obtain an incredible tan. You just need to go to the Tanning Zone in Ewing, Hamilton, and Bordentown. For more information, the Tanning Zone services and specials, like their happy hour, Wellness Monday, $10 Tuesday, specials online, it's thetanningzonehamilton.com. You'll be leaving with a smile and a great tan.
1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Mi Espana. 301 North Harrison Street in the Princeton Shopping Center. Mi Espana will transport you to the other side of the Atlantic with their authentic Spanish street food. Their Mercadado food truck inspired space is perfect for whatever dining experience you're craving. Whether it's socializing with family and friends, business lunches with colleagues, or a quick meal on the go, Mi Espana offers dishes full of amazing Spanish flavors for food lovers everywhere. Get ready to be immersed in a world of tapitas from all across Spain with the help of Chef Jose. Jose Diaz and his creative culinary work, blending classic and regional flavors. Mi España's signature dishes and authentic flavors will have you coming back for more. Dishes like bocadillos, paellas, tapitas, soups, desserts, and bebidas, all perfected to fit your cravings. Place an order online for pickup, call for delivery services, or walk in to experience Mi España's amazing dining atmosphere. For more information about Mi España online, it's getforky.com. That's getforky.com. halftime in Lawrenceville, and your men's basketball team is back in the locker room drawing up for the second half. While the cheerleaders take the court, here's Thomas Tremarco and Jim Wister to break down and analyze the first half of Ryder basketball action only on 1077 The Bronx Retro. On 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco back here with Jim Wisher, and it's time. And if you don't know, if you're not familiar, it is time for the best segment on all of sports radio <laughs> around the Mac with Tom and Jim. What we got, Jim? So, like I said, a bunch of games went final earlier. Like I said earlier, St. Peter's with an upset, beating Siena at home by one point in overtime. Mount St. Mary's going on the road, knocking off Manhattan by five, and Canisius at home, beating Niagara handily by 13. However, the other game that is live right now, besides our own Bronx playing right now, is the Marist-Quinnipiac game. Quinnipiac on the road, up 16 over Marist at the half. So it looks like it is going to be Marist versus Fairfield in the first round of the MAC tournament on Tuesday to see who gets to play our Bronx in the next round. And Quinnipiac is a very scary team here in the MAC. I know Ryder went 0 for 2 this year versus Quinnipiac. They're a team that can make some noise, maybe get to the semifinal game, maybe the final game, who knows? But Quinnipiac, a very scary team here in the MAC. I would not be surprised if they make some noise in Atlantic City. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the way the bracket shakes out because, like, like I said, in that first round, it's looking like we're going to get either Fairfield or Marist. But after that, if we win, we can play potentially the three or the six or 11 seed. Most, li or most likely not the 11 seed. So it's going to be most likely the three seed or the six seed, which would mean we get to match up with either Siena possibly or Manhattan. Both teams that we've played closely throughout the season. I think I'd rather play Manhattan in that matchup, but you never know. I mean, any team can get hot no team is going to be easy to knock out in the tournament so it's going to be interesting to see what the bronx get matchup wise as many times in conference tournaments the best team doesn't always win it just depends on the matchups atlantic city starting on tuesday will be there as the bronx will play on wednesday getting that first round bye but first this game or this, excuse me this game an alumni gymnasium bronx down two at halftime versus iona gales 34 to 32 here on 1077 the bronx retro wrrc2 
dive into what's happening inside and outside the Brodsky Business Classroom and go off the clock with Dean Gene Kutcher. Join us on 1077 The Bronx every Saturday and Tuesday at 9 a.m. with the Dean of the Norm Brodsky College of Business to dip your feet into candid and meaningful conversations with writer business students, faculty, and alumni that are dedicated to topics related to the world of business. Cannonball for the best practices for career development, a look through the entrepreneurial mindset, growing your network while you're in college, and more. Here's one more splash of excitement. At the end of every episode, one lucky business student following Rider Business on Instagram has a chance to win during Off the Clock's game segment that will leave you at the tip of the diving board. Miss the show? Not a problem. Schedule time on your calendar to listen to the Off the Clock podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or visit our website 1077thebronc.com slash off the clock. Hi, it's Nehemiah Benson, forward for the writer Bronx. Before I post up, I open my 1077 The Bronx retro app and Google Play to listen to every writer in his home game and select the road games on WRRC2. Welcome back to Bronx Basketball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco back here with Jim Whistler as Iona up 34-32 in Alumni Gymnasium over these writer Bronx as we are ready for the second half here in the Bronx Zoo. Bronx get the ball first here. Their first possession of the second half. Alan Powell with the ball left side. Giving it inside to Mervyn James on Shima. Mervyn James getting the layup over the big man. Tied at 34 out of the locker room. Yeah, and Mervyn James is physical when he gets the ball in the paint. He brought the attack right to the body of the defender and was able to finish inside. The other way, Walter Clayton getting the easy layup over Mer- Mervyn James. Got a payback there, 36-34. Yeah, Iona with another quick answer. They seem to go right down the court and answer any big shot that the Bronx hit. Zarion Blue trying to go inside, mid-range shot, fade away. That's good. Zarion Blue showed his touch there, 36 all. Yeah, showing the touch and going back to the fundamentals as he kissed that one off the glass over Shima. It seems like a bunch of players have been hitting shots over the big man tonight. Blue's got five points in this game. Junior Joseph, top of the key, kicking here to Jenkins. Three-point shot by Jenkins on the move. No good. Rebound Blue. I want to see the Bronx push it in transition. They're slowing it down right here, but I think their best chances to score is if they move quick. AP, long mid-range shot. That's good. AP finding his touch early in this second half. He's got four in this game now. Yeah, and those extra shots he got up at halftime paying off right there as he got that one right to his spot. A little pump fake on the perimeter. One power dribble inside the line. Pull up for a mid-range jumper. Nothing but net. Cash money AP doing his thing. Bronx by two right now. 18-22 left to go in this second half. Clayton, long three point shot in the corner. That's good. Walter Clayton showing off his touch there. 39-38. Yeah, he rattled that one. That one rolled around the rim a few times before dropping for him, but he hit that one over some pretty good defense. Dwight Murray with a closeout, but he didn't close out hard enough. Gave Clayton just enough room to get that shot off and in. Murray working against Gene Louis. Gets a screen from Ingram. Murray trying to go inside. Gets it inside to Ingram. Ingram almost lost it. Working against Junior Joseph. Ingram reverse layup. No good. Gets his own rebound and puts it back. Great hustle, great effort by Tariq Ingram. Didn't get the first shot to fall, but did not give up on the play. Secured his own rebound, went right back up with it, getting it to fall, giving the Bronx the lead yet again. Ryder up 40-39. to 39. Clayton, another three-point shot. Another make from Walter Clayton. He's on fire right now. Iona retakes the lead. Yeah, back-to-back threes from Walter Clayton, showing why he is the leading scorer on this really good Iona team. Iona, two-point lead here, 17-23 left in this second half. Murray trying to go right to the rim, kicking it to Mervyn James in the corner. Mervyn James will now go inside. 
James kicking it back out to Blue. Blue inside to Ingram. 10 on the shot clock. Ingram trying to go inside. Kicking it back to James. James, nice pass there, but throws it right to a Gale there. That's a turnover. Yeah, that was a good look, good idea. Just didn't get there. Shima got his hand on that pass and knocked it away. Jenkins trying to go back inside. That's going to be a foul inside by Blue. Riders first of the second half. Oh, and that was interesting. There was some hand fighting going on right there on the drive. It looked like Jenkins was getting a little handsy on that drive. I wouldn't have been surprised if they called that offensive foul, but they went with the defensive foul. Possession stays with Iona. Jenkins getting the Shima. Big man. Three-point shot, no good. Fight for the rebound, trying to track it down as Ingram as it will stay on this side of the court. Iona will keep possession. Yeah, and Shima showed that he has the ability to knock those down earlier in the game. That one was off the mark, but you don't want to leave him wide open like that. He is not the kind of big, big guy that you want to be daring to shoot. Jenkins will inbound from the sideline now. Jenkins kicking it to Clayton. Clayton gets a screen from Junior Joseph. Clayton trying to go inside, kicking it to Jenkins. Jenkins layup, no good. Floater off the mark, rebound blue. Yeah, great contest over there by Tariq Ingram, helping off the big man that he was guarding inside and getting a hand into the face of the shooter, preventing that one from being an easy look. Pow, nice cut to blue. Blue inside, getting the bucket, tied at 42. Zarion Blue working the baseline. AP with a little bit of a no-look pass to Zarion. Great teamwork. Clayton back to Shima. Shima back to Jenkins. Jenkins top of the key, kicking it to Junior Joseph. Guarded by Ingram, 17 on the shot clock. Junior Joseph looking for someone to pass who will now go to the rim. Junior Joseph gets blocked by the board there. Ingram gets the rebound. And Tariq Ingram showing some nimble feet right there, keeping up with Junior Joseph on the drive and forcing him into a contested look. Al Powell showing off his dribble skills as we got a foul on the perimeter. Junior Joseph fouling Powell. He was too crafty with the ball there, Jim. Yeah, AP, when he starts moving, he starts getting in and out of cuts really quick. He's very shifty. A lot of side-to-side -side movement right there. Hard for the big guys to keep up without fouling, and Junior Joseph learned that the hard way. 16-01 left here in this second half, tied at 42. AP inbounding from the sideline will give it to James. James, 18 on the shot clock, will give it to Murray now. Murray, left side. Murray, so three points in this game. Ingram, top of the key. Ingram passing it back off here to Murray. Murray kicking it to AP, left side, back down low to James. James, floater is no good. Gonna go right out of bounds, almost hitting my computer there, James. <laughs> yeah, that one was coming in hot. That felt, that's what it feels like to be in on the action of a D1 basketball game. That was scary. Game. Yeah, life flashed before my eyes right there. Unfortunately, Mervyn James couldn't convert that look down in the paint as that was a pretty good one getting matched up with Walter Clayton, but I think the ball is going to stay with the Bronx. Me and Jim are still alive, and the game is tied at 42. 15-43 left to go in this second half on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Tasty Sub Shop. Stop, drop, and roll on down to Tasty Sub Shop, the hotspot for all things subs. A business almost 60 years in the making, Tasty Sub Shop serves up prices you won't believe and subs you can't beat. Open seven days a week, Tasty Sub Shop will have your party decked out with their long list of specials, including three-foot and six-foot long subs and party trays. Join in on the fun with their loyalty club and enjoy a free 24-ounce drink with the purchase of any sub. With 15 subs customized to your tastes, Tasty's is sure to satisfy your cravings not to mention their spread of sides all designed to provide the tastiest experience. Whether it's a quick bite or food for the whole family, Tasty Sub Shop is sure to be a big hit. Eat in, take out, or call ahead weekdays from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
and weekends until 7 p.m. With the freshest ingredients and great customer service, Casey Sub Shop 1161 Larger Basketball, the Lawrence best damn sports report, sure and other programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by B2 Bistro and Bar, where fresh local meets casual cool. And when they say fresh local that meets casual cool, they aren't kidding. Step inside any of B2 Bistro's six locations to experience a five-star seasonal menu featuring a raw bar, shareables, handhelds, and large plates that are simply to die for. B2 Bistro is well-known from Bayville to North Brunswick, Red Bank to Point Pleasant Beach, and Tom's River to West Ready PA for their wood-fired pizzas, award-winning burgers, fresh sushi, oysters, clams, plus craft beers and cocktails. Everything on B2 Bistro's menu hits the spot because it's the perfect spot for date nights, family night out, celebrations, events, and more. Outdoor seating is also available. See what really happens when fresh local meets casual cool at B2 Bistro and Bar. Now with six locations, including Bayville. To learn more about B2 Bistro and to view their menus online, it's B2Bistro.com. Hey, it's Garza Ryan Blue, my Bronx family, my own family. Listen to me hit threes online on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. You can tune in to Ryder Basketball along with my family at 1077TheBronx.com. Basketball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco back here with Jim Mister. We got a tie game here at Alumni Gymnasium between the Gales and the Bronx. Tied at 42. Walter Clay, mid range shot. That's good. Gets it to sink in 44 to 42 in the regular season finale here at Alumni Gymnasium. Yeah, that was a bit of a rainbow shot in the lane from Walter Clay and over the big man. I believe he got Tariq Ingram matched up onto him and just went with the pull up right over top of the big guy. Murray, right side guarded by Gene Louis Bronx down by two blue top of the key gets screen from Ingram blue going inside unorthodox as he will get the foul and will look to go to the line for two shots here and that was a bit of a late whistle too I thought that they were going to just go no call on that one but there was a lot of contact Zarion blue got downhill drove the lane hard and forced Silas Sunday to initiate the contact yeah they called Zarion blue with the foul right when he hit the floor there like you said Jim late call blue going to the line here for two shots blue first free throw is no good yeah, better late than never with the call right there. But Zarion Blue can't leave points at the line. In a back-and-forth tight game like this, you got to convert every opportunity you get from the free-throw line. Elma trying the lead scorer for this Bronx team with 10 points. Still not in the game in the second half. Zarion Blue, second free-throw is good. One-point game. Yeah, when it comes to Betran, they might just be allowing him to rest up and they want to save him down the stretch as he has been hot offensively. Jefferson checks in for Iona, as well as Silas Sunday, who just cleared the foul last time out. Jenkins trying to go inside this time. They lose the ball, gets it back. Wide open is Gene Louis in the paint, getting the easy layup to go down, 46-43. Yeah, Mervin just lost track of him right there. There was a loose ball for a split second. Mervin James got caught ball watching as Gene Louis just slipped it, went right back to her, and he was wide open under the basket. Murray to blue, right side. Clayton on the defensive side, gets a screen from Ingram, kicking it to Powell, AP, 16 seconds on the shot clock. AP in his dribble, trying to go inside, down the lane. Layup is good, floater on the mark. Beautiful by AP. Yeah, a little finger roll action in the paint right there. AP just got by his defender, and as soon as he did that, you knew he was attacking the rim. Got there with ease. Pretty finger roll finish to get the Bronx back within one. Seal of Sunday. Back here to Clayton. Back to Jefferson. Back to Gene Louis. 12 on the shot clock. 
floater is no good, but Gene Louis got the foul as Ryder will commit their second foul of this half. Yeah, Gene Louis aggressive on that drive right there. Caught it out in the perimeter. One little jab step went right to the rim. AP scrambling, trying to get back into position. Just a little out of place on that one and fouled Gene Louis. Gene Louis will go to the line for two free throws here now. Corey McKeithen and Alan Betrayer are ready to check in. Gene Louis, first free throw is good. We'll extend this to a three-point lead, excuse me, two-point lead for the Gales. Looks like AOJ is also going to enter the game right here, hopefully bringing that spark of energy that he always does as Ryder could really use all the energy they could get. Yeah, AOJ will check in. Blue will check out, so will Ingram. Second free throw, 14 Louis is off the mark. No good. Fight for the rebound. Seals Sunday got it back and puts it back in. A three-point possession by the Iona Gales there, 49-45. Yeah, and that is a big no-no in basketball. You cannot allow them to grab a rebound off of a missed free throw right there. Going from a one-point possession to a three-point possession in the blink of an eye. Corey McEthan also checked into the game. Alan Powell will check out. Murray, mid-range shot is no good on the side. Rebound Sunday. Yeah, that was a good look from Dwight. Just a little, he faded away. It looked like he could have just went right up with it, chose to go with the fadeaway, and couldn't hit the shot. Jenkins, right side, trying to go to the rim. Gets space between him and McKeithen. Some kind of physical kind of contact there as Jenkins hits the shot. Corey McKeithen was a foul on that possession. Yeah, I see in a straight stiff arm right to Corey McKeithen's chest on that drive. The ref was standing right there and somehow he didn't see it. I don't know quite what he was looking at. That was clear as day. As Iota up now by 6. 51 245. 13 25 that to go in this second half in the Alumni Gymnasium. Only on 1077 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. As we'll keep it here for the moment, once again, both teams still in the huddle here. As, like you said, Jenkins just kind of stiff-armed Corey McKeithen on that end. Corey McKeithen looking for a foul there as Jenkins still getting that shot to go down. Iona still leads by six, but I think that, I thought that was a clear call as well, Jim. Yeah, I believe that one should have been called, and Jenkins has been doing that a lot in this game. When he drives, he is using that offhand a lot to create some space, and you're allowed to use that offhand a little bit, but the second you fully extend it and shove the guy that is trying to defend you, that is when it becomes a foul. That one was a foul. The refs missed that call right there. Once again, Bronx down by six, 51, 245, 13, 25 left to go in this second half. And as of right now, these Iota Gales are really starting to get out and attack the Bronx in the paint here. Iota right now, excuse me, Louis with 12 points right now. Walter Clayton with 15. He's starting to heat up in this second half. Walter Clayton, six for 15 from the field, 15 points, three for five from the perimeter. Also, Gene Louis. Four for five from the field, one for two from the three-point shot. And I said they're going inside more in the Bronx. They're also shooting very well on the perimeter and the outside here, Jim. Yeah, the Bronx surprisingly have gotten some perimeter looks to go as they have not been a strong perimeter team. But you're playing a team that has the size and athleticism that Iona has. You're not going to be able to work it into the paint all game. They've been picking and choosing when they get those looks in the paint. And Ryder has scored 20 points in the paint today, but a majority of their scoring coming from the perimeter. And AP, Dwight Murray, and Alan Batran back in this game, like you said, for the first time in the second half. We need them to continue to hit the deep shots. Bull tees will come out of the timeout now. We are ready for more basketball. 13-25 left to go in the second half. Murray will inbound from the opposite baseline. 
Murray giving it inside to Makita now, giving it back to Murray. Murray over midcourt will be met by Jean Louis. Murray directing traffic. Murray back here to McKeithen. McKeithen top of the key. We'll give it here to Betrand. No, we'll keep the ball. McKeithen back to Murray. Murray right side, 12 on the shot clock. Murray looking for some kind of space. Gets a screen from AOJ. Dwight Murray trying to go inside. We'll kick it to Betrand. Top of the key. Back to James. Five on the shot clock. James trying to go inside. Mervyn James step back. Mid-range shot. That's good. Oh, and that is big. Bailing out that possession. Didn't look like the Bronx were going to come away with anything right there. But Mervyn James, six seconds left on the shot clock. Driving hard. Stopping on a dime. Fading away. Mid-range jumper. Nothing but net. Bronx down four. James, 15-footer. Sinks in. Four-point game now. Iona back with the basketball. Jenkins right side. 12 on the shot clock. Three-point shot by Jenkins. No good. James gets the rebound, but a foul down low will be on Iona. That's their third of the half. Yeah, they got Jean Louis for an over-the-back call right there. Alan Matran, great job boxing out. A lot of time as a wing or as a guard, you can kind of lose track of your man, think you don't need to box out, but Alan Matran right there, high basketball IQ, boxing his man out and forcing him to go over the back, trying to get that rebound. McKeithen right side, Corey McKeithen. Kicking it to AOJ. AOJ, top of the key. Back to McKeithen. McKeithen, guarded by Jenkins. 60 on the shot clock. McKeithen, down low to AOJ. AOJ, backing down Sunday. AOJ gets space and puts it inside. Nice beat and nice work by AOJ. Yeah, and that is just sudden explosive athleticism right there by AOJ. One hard power dribble into the body of the defender, and then one more dribble going right around him, just too quick for Sunday to keep up. Walter Clayton on the left. Bronx going down by two. Inside floaters. No good from Clayton. Fight for the rebound. Clayton gets his own rebound. Jenkins with the basketball on the perimeter now. Jenkins going inside. Odd Murray gets it to roll in. 53-49. And yet again, offensive rebounds are killing the Bronx. They're playing great defense, but you need to close out possessions by securing the rebounds. As a foul on this side of the floor. Iona will foul the Bronx as Iona's fourth foul of this half. Yeah, Jean-Louis fighting with Betran, trying to come around the screen. Got a little too physical, got their feet tangled, and the refs called Jean-Louis for the foul. Bronx up four here, 53-49 to 49 in Alumni Gymnasium. 11.33 left to go in this second half. Only on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Master Your Finances on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment Princeton. In a society that runs on money, you need to know and understand what's happening with yours. Certified Wealth Management and Investment will guide you on the path to financial well-being and show you how to make your money work for you. Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional, will work with you to establish a detailed goal-based plan that will accommodate your financial needs and exceed your financial expectations. Kurt will also help you navigate the often confusing world of retirement, Medicare, insurance, and more. CWMI is a registered investment advisory company focused on personal financial planning, as well as small business planning, estate planning, and several other fee-based and non-fee-based services. For more information on how to reach your financial peace of mind with certified wealth management and investment by phone, it's 609-716-4700 or online at cwmi.us. That's CWMI. US. Once upon a time, a narrator was compelled to introduce a one-of-a-kind pet health show specifically designed for you. Every Saturday at 10 a.m., catch up on Monday too, 1077 The Bronx brings your pet matters into view. We have Dr. Takiwa with plenty of pet tips to spare. Made for pet owners just like you from Progressive Veterinary Care. 
Tune in to Your Pet Matters on Saturday at 10 when it airs. Dr. T and his team of experts are always ready to share, keeping your pets happy and healthy like we know you always do. Your Pet Matters on 1077 The Bronx has got you. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, located at 390 County Road in Skillman, New Jersey. This is Tokes Bakari Point Guard for your Ryder Bronx. Ask Alexa to play 1077 The Bronx Retro to hear every Ryder men's home game and select real games this season, exclusively on WRRC2. Back to Bronx basketball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco back here with Jim Wister in this basketball game. Iona up four on the Ryder Bronx, 53 to 49, 11-33. Let's go in the second half in Alumni Gymnasium in this regular season finale. As both teams will retake the court here, Bronx will have possession after that foul last time out by the Gales. Yeah, and the Bronx right now need to get some offense going. Get Alan Batran to look. He was so hot in the first half. Just checked himself back into the game a few shorts minutes ago. Hasn't gotten a look quite yet. Let's see if we can get something going for him. The same five of the court as last time out. Batran inbounds with the Murray. 16 on the shot clock. Murray kicks it to James. Right side, inside to Albatran, wide open, gets the layup. Wow, and I guess they were listening to me over here as they go right to Albatran, coming off a screen, down low, off the ball, in the paint. Great look. I would have rushing up the court there, losing the ball out of bounds as it'll stay with the Gales this side of the court. Yeah, and the Gales just right away going into attack mode off the inbound, trying to get onto the offensive side of the court before Ryder could get their defense set. They went a little too fast, lost control of the ball, but I believe that hit off of Mervin before going out of bounds, so Iona maintains possession. Jenkins inbounds it from the baseline, gives it to Shima, mid-range shot by Shima, immediately got it to go down. Shima looking nice on that mid-range shot. Yeah, that was a nice touch by the big man right there. Corey McKeithen doing all he could to contest that shot, but when you're giving up about a foot of height to the shooter, there's not much you can do to contest it. Gales by four once again, 10.57 left to go in the second half. AOJ left side, lose the ball, gets it back. AOJ back to Matran. He's got 12 in this game. Al Matran trying to go inside. We'll kick it now to James on the left. Eight in the shot clock. James backing down Clayton. Mervyn James kicking it to AOJ inside. Clayton swats it away from AOJ. But it's going to be a foul. AOJ was going to make him pay. Yeah, AOJ went up with bad intentions as always. Walter Clayton with a lot of contact on that one. He's trying to claim he got all ball, but there was a lot of contact right there. Great pocket pass by Mervyn James. Down low in the paint, beautifully placed bounce pass right to where AOJ could catch it and go right up. AOJ will step to the line now for two shots. That's Iona's fifth foul of the second half. AOJ on the line. First free throw for AOJ here. Free throw is no good. We'll step to the line for a second now. All right, you at least got to knock down the second one right here. Cut this back down to a one-possession game. Free throws missed are missed opportunities. AOJ back on the line here. Ojimuno Johnson with five points in this game, along with four rebounds. AOJ on the line. Second free throw here for the big man on senior night. Second free throw is good. There we go, not coming away, empty on that possession. AOJ knocking down the second one, cutting this deficit down to three. The Bronx are right here in this game. Jenkins working on Murray, will give it here to Shima, back here to Clayton. Clayton 
running baseline going inside. Nice pass here, Junior Joseph. First layup is good by Junior Joseph. Yeah, the dribble penetration right there by Clayton, creating a great look down low for Nelly Junior Joseph, dishing it off as he gets into the lane, making it easy on the big man. Murray to James, top of the key. James left side, dishing it to Murray. Murray going inside to AOJ. Bronx down by five. AOJ inside on Junior Joseph, making it work for it. AOJ getting it to go down. Wow, that is some really skilled basketball down low by AOJ, keeping that left foot planted. That pivot foot never left the ground as he pivoted two, three times down low before finally creating some room for his shot. Gene Louis back to Shima, left side, 18 the shot clock, under 10 minutes in this game. Junior Joseph back here to Jenkins. Jenkins working on Betran. Jenkins trying to go inside, mid-range shot, and that's no good, but Betran's gonna foul him on the shot. Ooh, and he got him on the follow-through right there, on the wrist, great contest, just a little too much right there by Alan Betran. You gotta give him room to land and get that follow-through. Alan Betran just a little too tight defense right there. Jenkins will stop to the line for two free throws. That's Ryder's third foul in this half. Jenkins, first free throw here, sinks it in. And as you see, the Gales have been pretty consistent from the line today, making them now four of six as a team at the line, knocking down their opportunities. Ryder cannot afford to continue to foul this team. McKeithen will now check in for Murray here as Jenkins will step to the line for a second free throw. Jenkins back on the line here. Jenkins 11 points in this game right now. Denise Jenkins gets the second one. 59-54 here, 9.38 left to go in this second half. Al Powell inbounding it from the baseline, gives it here to McKeithen. McKeithen kind of trapped here by Jenkins, getting around it. McKeithen over midcourt now. McKeithen still with the basketball. Right side, 19 in the shot clock. McKeithen looking the pass now. McKeithen giving it to AP back here, and McKeithen gets screen from AOJ. McKeithen goes into his dribble, mid-range shot. Corey McKeithen gets the down. That was a killer crossover by Corey McKeithen, making his defender dance out there on the perimeter, then pulling up right in his face. Big clutch bucket by Corey McKeithen. Ryder down three now, under nine minutes. Clayton with the ball, loses it. Corey McKeithen tracking down on the floor. McKeithen gives it to James now, turnover. James inside, gets the go down. Hustle plays like that right there by Corey McKeithen can be a game changer. The crowd is rocking now. Bronx only down by a point. Momentum's in their favor. Let's go, Bronx. Rick Petito's got to call another timeout. These Bronx are rolling. Ryder only down one here, 59 to 58. 8.48 left to go in this second half. Ryder jumping out to only a one-point deficit now here, Jim. Yeah, the Bronx are not going away. They do not want to leave senior night on the losing end of this game. Amazing hustle by Corey McKeithen, poking that ball free, and like you said, Tom, diving on the court, putting it all on the line for the team, able to wrestle that ball away from Walter Clay and get it ahead to Mervin. Mervin and transition is a scary sight. He finished with ease down low. Like you said, Bronx down one, yet another Another tight game our Bronx find themselves in. Mervin's now got 13 points in this game to go along with five rebounds and one assist. He is dominating on the boards, inside, mid-range shot, you name it. He's a leading scorer for the Bronx right now, and he is trying to will the Bronx right now to a victory with 8.48 left. 
Yeah, and Mervin always doing a little bit of everything. He is one of the key players to this team. He really makes things happen, especially on the offensive end. He plays with a lot of passion, a lot of energy, always fighting and coming up big here for the Bronx when they need him most. Gene Louis, possession here for the Gales out of the timeout. Clayton back here to Jenkins, 20 in the shot clock. Jenkins straightaway three-point shot. That's good. Answers right out of the timeout. And once again, Iona with a crowd silencing answer. Every time the Bronx get this game to one possession or make a big play that gets the crowd rocking, Iona goes down and calmly knocks down a big shot. Powell, three-point shot. Looks like he got tipped right when he shot it. That's going to go in the arms of Shima, rebound by Clayton. Yeah, I sure hope that got deflected because that came up about six feet short from hitting the rim. Junior Joseph inside, working against AOJ. Junior Joseph, no good, but a foul going up. A lot of fans want to travel there. And Junior Joseph has been really iffy with a lot of those inside, shuffling his feet, but that time I think they got AOJ with a foul on the floor before the shot attempt. So Murray and Ingram will now check in for the Bronx. Keithan and AOJ will check out. As we're gonna say, that was on the floor, like Jim said. So Jenkins will inbound from the baseline, runs fourth foul of the half. Jenkins, look for someone to inbound it. Look two, we'll give it to Junior Joseph. Junior Joseph, back here to Jenkins, running baseline. Jenkins kicking it back out to Shima, mid-range shot from Shima, no good. Rebound, Junior Joseph, trying to put it back, no good, but Shima on the offensive board once again, throwing it down. Yeah, and offensive rebounding once again is haunting the Bronx. You need to close out these possessions by securing the glass. Bronx down by six now. Betran, three-point shot. Alan Betran sinks it in! Alan Betran with the hot hand right now. Wow, talk about an answer right there. Alan Betran in the face of good defense. Early in the shot clock, just letting it fly. He is on one tonight. Betran's got 15 in this game. Junior Joseph on Ingram. Layup is no good, but Ingram will get him on the follow there. Yeah, so I think that one will be a shooting foul as Nelly Jr. Joseph was working over Tariq Ingram down low. Really had no choice but to foul right there because Junior Joseph just established too good a position. Tariq's got to battle him before they get the ball into the post. The Gales will shoot free throws. We come back from this commercial break. Bronx down by three, 64 to 61. 723 left to go in the second half. Only on 107.7 the Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing.
My friends always tell me I light up the room, bringing everyone up with the brightest smile on my face. I may look happy, but dig a little deeper and the pain speaks for itself. Between 20 to 30% of adolescents report having symptoms of depression and anxiety, and we need to find a way to put this statistic to a halt. And with Attitudes in Reverse, we can do just that. Attitudes in Reverse, or AIR, has a mission to create a community of understanding as they strive to educate and spread awareness on people struggling with mental health disorders. Now, it's true. You never know what someone is going through. You could look like a shining star on the outside, but be drowning in the deepest ocean on the inside. AIR strives to provide unlimited mental health awareness and suicide prevention programs for our youth and young adults, no matter the price. You should never be scared to just speak up. AIR is a volunteer organization and is not a counseled service. They aim to inspire hope for those suffering with mental health and to ultimately save lives. For more information on how you or someone you know can get help through AIR's outstanding services, visit AIR.NGO. That's AIR.NGO. Tokes Bakari, point guard. My Bronx family and my own family. Listen to me hit threes online on 1077, the Bronx Retro, WRRC2. You can tune in to Ryder Basketball along with my family at 1077thebronc.com. To Bronx Basketball here on 1077, the Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Thomas Marco back here with Jim Wister. Bronx down four right now, 65 to 61, 713 left to go in the second half. All you missed was Junior Joseph going to the line after getting fouled last time out, going one for two at the stripe. So it's 65 to 61 now. Ingram going to the rim, no good. Fight for the rebound. It's going to be a tie up here, and it's going to go the way of the Gales. Yeah, and Tariq got a little bit of tunnel vision on that one. He was working so hard down in the paint, wanted to get the shot, but I think he would have better been better off kicking that out to the perimeter. As he had Zarion Blue posted up in the corner, ready to catch and fire a wide open. Shima with the basketball for the Gales now, up four. Back here to Junior Joseph, top of the key, guarded by Powell. Junior Joseph kicking it here to Jenkins. Jenkins. Back here in the corner, Gene Louis. Gene Louis wants to take a three-point shot, won't. We'll now kick it here to Shima. Shima, mid-range shot, that's no good. Rebound, Ingram. Big rebound right there by Tariq Ingram. Way to go, Bronx. Closing out that possession with a defensive board, and here they are working it early in the shot clock. Murray, coast to coast, no good. Ingram puts it back. Great hustle by Tariq Ingram after getting that rebound down the other end, running down the court, cleaning up that play right there, getting the put back. Bronx only down two now. Jenkins to Shima. Shima back here to Gene Louis. Clayton Jenkins left side. Back here to Clayton. 60 on the shot clock. Clayton double team right now. Kicking to Shima. Shima long three-point shot. Straight away got it to go down. Yeah, the big man right there with the pick and pop action on that screen right there. Once again, showing the ability to stretch the floor. When you have a seven-footer that can hit threes, that makes your offense so hard to guard. Five-point game once again, 68-63. Bronx, 5.46 left to go in the second half. Murray, right side, 12 on the shot clock. Murray still with the basketball, left side, kicking it here to Blue. Blue, top of the key, guarded by Clayton. Five on the shot clock, Clayton. Excuse me, Blue trying to go inside, gets the roll. Wow, Zarion Blue with a really strong finish, contested at the rim, going up with the offhand, left-handed finish in the paint. Big shot by Zarion Blue. Three-point game, Clayton right side, goes inside to Shima. Shima trying to kick it inside to Junior Joseph as he's gonna throw it out of bounds. They're gonna stick with Gales basketball here, though. They got a foul, I believe. No, they got a foul, yeah. Wow, that is a killer. Shima just threw that pass straight out of bounds. That's what I saw, Jim. 
Yeah, I don't even know who they called that foul on. That one came out of nowhere. The crowd can't believe it. We can't believe it. That one is a rough call. As Ryder now has six fouls in this game. Jenkins going inside here to Shima on the inbound. Shima mid-range, no good. Fight for the rebound, AOJ comes up with it. Big board by AOJ. Now Dwight Murray looking to run it quick, get out in transition. Murray coast goes once again, floater goes down. And that is what we need to see more of, attacking in transition, getting down the court before the defense can get set. Dwight Murray is a magician in transition. When he's on the move, he is really hard to stop. And finally, it's been a while since Dwight scored. Getting that floater default is huge. We got a one-point game. I own up 68-67, 4.55 left to go in the second half. Another Rick Pitino timeout, but how about Murray? Been silent all game only three points all game two back-to-back -back buckets coast to coast putting right within one here at alumni gymnasium yeah dwight murray knows that it is take over time these are the moments that he is built for he has worked his whole career to be that guy late game situations you want the ball in his hand especially in transition i like that the bronx have turned up the tempo these last two trips down the court attacking early before the iona defense can get themselves set with all that length they have inside you need to attack early dwight murray doing just that once again one point game in the bronx zoo here both teams out of the timeout jenkins will inbound from the sideline jenkins Plenty of time left in this game, but this has the feeling of a big possession right here for the Bronx. If they're able to get a stop and then go down and score and take the lead, this crowd will be going insane. Clayton left side, Jenkins in the corner. Three-point shot, no good. Shima tries to put it back. Wide open dunk, no good. Murray, rebound. Kicking it AP, three-point shot, can't bank it in, rebound Shima. Yeah, Shima went for the theatrics, trying to slam that one home with authority. Slammed it a little too hard, rimmed out. AP had a good look from three right there, just couldn't get it to drop. Clayton gets the roll, coast to coast, spin move, and good, 70-67. And the Bronx missed opportunity right there. They had a chance to take the lead, settled for a corner three that was pretty open, but you might have been able to find a better look Gotta live with it though and gotta make a play now. AOJ left side, gives it to Murray, top of the key, Murray back here to James, right side, 10 on the shot clock, AP down the lane, gets the roll. Yeah, he got around the big man with ease. Like we said, AP is shifty, able to change speeds, mid-drive right there, working his way around Shima, who could not keep up with AP. Bronx down by one, 3.49 left in this game. Junior Joseph, top of the key, guarded by Powell. Junior Joseph, spin move on Powell. Try to go inside, amazing defense on AP as Junior Joseph gets the and one. Uh, no, I think they're gonna say, yeah. For a second, I thought they called on the floor, but they're to get it in continuation and one from Junior Joseph. Yeah, and that is rough right there. Allen Powell switched on to Nelly Junior Joseph. That is not the matchup you want as the Bronx right there. Nelly Junior Joseph making the little man pay, getting the hoop and the harm. A killer by Oda silencing this crowd. Up three now, 340 left to go in this second half. Only on 1077 the Bronx Retro, WRRC2. Ryder Basketball, the best damn sports report and other programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by B2 Bistro and Bar, where fresh local meets casual cool. And when they say fresh local that meets casual cool, 
They aren't kidding. Step inside any of B2 Bistro's six locations to experience a five-star seasonal menu featuring a raw bar, shareables, handhelds, and large plates that are simply to die for. B2 Bistro is well-known from Bay Builder, North Brunswick, Red Bank to Point Pleasant Beach, and Tom's River to West Reading, PA for their wood-fired pizzas, award-winning burgers, fresh sushi, oysters, clams, plus craft beers and cocktails. Everything on B2 Bistro's menu hits the spot because it's the perfect spot for date nights, family night out, celebrations, events, and more. Outdoor seating is also available. See what really happens when fresh local meets casual cool at B2 Bistro and Bar. Now with six locations, including Bayville. To learn more about B2 Bistro and to view their menus online, it's b2bistro.com. 1077 The Bronx. Get those school supplies ready. An educational radio show and podcast is here on The Bronx Radio. Pod Save the Teachers is a dynamic new radio show from the College of Education and Human Services, airing every Saturday at 8 a.m. Hosted by Dr. Mark Piercy, Pod Save the Teachers is a monthly look at educational issues, faculty and student spotlights, and a focus on Ryder University's partner districts in New Jersey and around the country. Pod Save the Teachers will feature Feature the best practices, the most important topics both in and outside the classroom, and questions which drive the debate around education in the United States. Brand new episodes of Pod Save the Teachers will also be released on your favorite podcasting platforms the last Saturday of every month. For more information online, go to 1077thebronc.com slash teachers. Hi, it's Dwight Murray, your point guard for the Ryder Bronx. Before I post up, I open my 1077 The Bronx Retro app and Google Play to listen to every Ryder man's home game and select the road games on WRRC2. Welcome back to Bronx Basketball here on 1077 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2. I'm Tom Schmarco, back here with Jim Wister. Bronx down by three right now, 340 left here in the second half, but an and one by Junior Joseph last time out, and he'll go to the line for Isaiah one free throw right now. Yeah, and with this one, he could stretch his lead back out to four for Iona, but our Bronx yet again finding themselves in a nail-biter here in Alumni Gymnasium. Nothing new for the Bronx. Let's see if they can pull off yet another miracle come from behind win. Junior Joseph gets the end one free throw. It'll be back to a four-point game. AP now with the basketball left side. AP. Gonna give it to Murray here, left side. Junior Jean Louis on the defensive side. Murray gonna go down low to James. Shima on the defensive side. James backing down his defender. Nine in the shot clock. Sarion Blue now. He's got 10 in this game. Mid range shot. That's good. Gets the roll. Ooh, wow, that one was a lucky bounce right there. As Zarion Blue was able to snag a loose ball, drive around Shima, kind of spin around him, and just throw it up, hope for the best, and that one finds a way to fall for him. Riders down by two to first place. Iona, 2.57 left to go in this second half. Jenkins to G Louis, left side. Back here to Shima. Mid range shot by Shima. That's no good. Fight for the rebound, tracked down by AOJ. Big rebound right there, and Dwight Murray was battling. He got switched on to Nelly Jr. Joseph down low, but he was giving it his all, not allowing the big man to get the ball inside and not allowing him to get the rebound either. Murray working against Junior Joseph now. Murray trying to go inside down the lane. Spin move will give it to James. James trying to go down the lane, giving it to AOJ. Back down to James Six in the shot clock. Murray, blue. Try to go inside, running baseline, blue, no good, rebound Junior Joseph. Yeah, and Shima's just a little too big for Zarion Blue to sneak that one up on the rim right there. He would have been better off trying to go up and around, use the rim to shield off the defender. Gene Louis, Jenkins, back to Clayton. 
Gets a screen from Junior Joseph. Clayton inside the Junior Joseph. No good. Blocked by the rim there. As Shima gets the offensive rebound. Jenkins now. Three-point shot. That's good. And as always, Iona just keeps finding these killer shots after getting blocked at the rim, swinging the ball around, finding Jenkins on the perimeter. He knocks that one down. That one really hurts. Killer shot. Murray now in mid-range. That's good. Huge shot by Murray. Back to a one-possession game. Yeah, big answer by Dwight Murray. Great ball fake on the perimeter, getting the defender up in the air. One dribble, pull-up jumper, nothing but net. Dwight Murray with yet another clutch bucket. Jenkins with a huge three-point shot, making this a two-possession game, but you can count on Murray to make a huge shot on Iona. Three-point game now, 138 left. Bronx have to play great defense down the stretch versus the Gales here. Yeah, they need to get stops offensively. They have been shooting the lights out here in this second half, shooting 74% from the field as a team here in the second half. That is outstanding shooting. You almost never see a team shoot that great of a percentage, but the Bronx need stops. The offense is clicking right now, but the defense needs to come up big here. They'll keep the same five on the court. Murray, Powell, James, AOJ, and Blue. Both teams out of the timeout now as Shima will inbound from the baseline for the Gales. Looks like Ryder is going to utilize the press here. If they can't get a steal, they're hoping to at least slow down Iona and give them less time to work with when they do eventually get it across midcourt. Shima to Jenkins. Jenkins with the ball now. 131 left to go in this game. Bronx down by three. Shima to Gene Louis. Back to Clayton. Clayton back to Jenkins. 17 in the shot clock. Jenkins wants some space. Working against Powell. Back to Shima. Three-point shot by Shima. That's no good. Fight for the rebound as Junior Joseph comes up with an offensive board for the Gales. Jenkins. Looks, look, Junior Joseph got away with a bit of an over-the-back violation right there as he was battling with AOJ. I thought AOJ had good position on that run. Nine in the shot clock. Jenkins going to the rim floater. No good, but AP will be called with a foul there. Wow, that one is a killer as Jenkins came up way short on the layup attempt right there. But I guess they're saying AP got the body down low on, on the replay. It does look like a pretty good call. But nevertheless, that one hurts for the Bronx. 102 left. Jenkins will go to the line for two shots. Riders eighth foul of this half. Jenkins, first free throw here is good. Back to a two-possession game here for the Gales. Jenkins now has 19 points in this game. Jenkins, second free throw. Jenkins is good. Two for two at the line, 78-73. And Iona in the second half has been calmly knocking down their free throws. Two big ones right there from Jenkins, stretching this lead back out to two possessions. All five of Iona's starting five now in double figures. Blue, top of the key, trying to go inside. Blue, floater, and one! Wow, what a play by Zarion Blue right there. The other guys stepping up. Usually it's Dwight or AP in these moments, but Zarion Blue hunting his shot, getting to the rim, absorbing the contact, and finishing anyway. He knocks this down. It's a two-point game. Bronx need to lock in defensively. Big-time shot by a big-time senior there. Blue will look to cut this to a two-point game. 50 seconds left. I own a sixth foul of this half. Blue on the line for his and one free throw is good. Here we go, under a minute left, two point game. We've seen this before. Bronx need to come up with another clutch moment and oh, 
they get Toy Murray with a foul before they even get the ball across court. Murray commits the foul. Ryder with nine fouls in this game. Now Jenkins is going to line for a one and one disaster situation there. Yeah, on the bright side though, it is a one and one. So if he somehow misses this first one, the Bronx come away with a huge break. It will be Jenkins in the line though. Jenkins been cash all night for the free throw line, makes the first one. Knocking down yet another. So now he's, oh, and he's arguing with the refs about something. I don't think he liked the way that Dwight Murray came to box him out on that one. Jenkins will go back to the line here. Still a one possession game, 79-76. 46 seconds left. Jenkins back on the stripe here. Jenkins has 21 points in this game, leading all scorers for the Gales. Jenkins back on the line here. He's five for five from the line tonight. Look, they make it six for six. Jenkins second free throw here is good. Yeah, Jenkins has been clutched down the stretch, knocking down a bunch of huge free throws for Iona, stretching this lead back out to four. Bronx got to go quickly here. Murray with the ball, top of the key, 40 seconds left. Murray back to James, left side, James. On the perimeter going inside, James will be fouled going inside. And that'll put Mervin at the line for a one and one right there as they get Shima with the hook right there on Mervin. Mervin with some really big free throws coming up right now. Mervin will go to the stripe here. You said it, Jim. Two huge free throws for Mervin. James has to get the first one though. It is a one and one. Gales has have seven fouls in this half now. 34 seconds left, Ryder down by four, James at the line. James first free throw is good. And that first one is huge as now it is a one possession game, but this second free throw will make things a lot better for the Bronx. He needs to get this one knocked down. James has 14 points in this game, going with five rebounds. James can make this a two point game. Back on the line. Second free throw from James is good. Two for two at the line. So the Bronx don't need to foul immediately. Four seconds between shot and game clock. I don't think you can play out the possession, but you need to trap and go for the steal. Looks like they're gonna try to play this one out. Clayton, right side, directing traffic, guarded heavily by Murray. Clayton, 17 on the shot clock. Clayton taking his time. Walter Clayton, 11 on the shot clock. Bronx have to foul soon here. 11 left on the clock. Clayton, not letting him go anywhere. Back to AP, excuse me, Jenkins, three-point shot, no good, bounces up. Murray with the ball, half-court heave is no good. Wow, and that one had a chance right there to fall. I don't quite understand the strategy. There was only a four-second difference between shot and game clock, and the Bronx decided to play it out. I mean, you got the stop and you got the ball, but then you had to live with the half-court heave, and that is not the most high-percentage look. Yeah, Murray from half-court does not go, and Ryder will fall to Iona, 80-78, to here at Alumni Gymnasium, a hard-fought game between the first-place and second-place teams in the MAC. Rick Petito's team will be victorious as Atlantic City on the horizon. But don't go anywhere. The half, the post-game show coming up real soon here on 107.7 The Bronx Retro, WRRC2.